from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Welcome to the Star Joe's Podcast, episode 50, the Star Joe's Relaunch. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm Chuck. And with us today is special guest and friend of the show, Robert Atkins. Welcome back, Robert. Hey, good to be here. Nice to have you on. And uh, this is a unique episode in the sense that, yes, your eyes don't deceive you. We are renumbering ourselves with number 50. <laughs> Because if you, uh, I was mentioning to the guys before we started the episode, if you count up from number zero, then go to number one half, then to number one, from number one up until this episode, you'd be actually at number 50. So we decided, you know what? Everyone else seems to be doing relaunches right now. Let's go ahead and do a relaunch ourselves. So something, uh, something unique with this episode also is not only is Robert on Skype, but so is Chuck. So Chuck's from his palatial estates palatial <laughs> estates nice see that's always it's always strange to me because you guys are always typically in the same room right yeah and yeah, I, this is the yeah. first time we've ever died without being in the same room that's crazy yeah i like this better because i don't have to smell them wow mm, that's interesting <laughs> yeah see i've never done it i've never uh i, I have to keep, i have to stop saying that i've never podcasted with uh <laughs> <laughs> I, keep, I keep saying I've never done it with other guys. <laughs> no, you can say no. that. <laughs> no, in fact, I probably should. But the um, no, I've never I've never podcasted with somebody in the same room. I bet it just would carry a different dynamic. Yeah, it, it's kind of interesting because I can actually, uh, or Chuck and myself can kind of feed off of each other, and we can kind of give each other like a look to know who's going when. So this is gonna be a new experience for us, where we'll probably screw up a whole lot. <laughs> right. So. So plan on it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, so we're, t- we're going to talk a little bit about relaunches. We're going to talk about, Robert, your art uh, project that you have going on this year. And then we're also going to uh, address some just general questions we have from the, the forums and everything else. So Cool. Should be a good time. This is, this is in a way, is one of our suck episodes. <laughs> well, I'm glad I, c- I could be good enough to be on the suck. <laughs> yeah. 
Sucking with Robert. Sucking with Robert Atkins. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, lot of obviously a lot of hype about the DC relaunch. Uh, Chuck, I know how much, or I know somewhat of how much you've read because you've been stealing books from me. Right. And, <laughs> and uh, Robert, how much have you read as far as the relaunch? Have you read anything? I've only read the Justice League because I got that just as a digital download, just kind of the. I, you know, I was curious and I wanted to kind of support the, 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 the medium, you know, mm-hmm. kind of changing a bit, but, um, I'm basically just waiting for trades and to hear what people like and don't like, and then I'll just, I'll buy in trade according to like reviews and stuff. Okay, cool. Uh, what'd you think of Justice League? I liked that. I mean, it was, it was entertaining. I think a lot of people were putting a ton of pressure on it for it to be some groundbreaking thing. Yeah. And I didn't think it needed to be, I, I could see that there was potential, like, if it was some groundbreaking story, something that just knocked your socks off, then it would have exploded because everybody's eyes were on that project. But I think for it just to be competent and a good entryway into the property, it did just that. So Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought uh, it was very much um, – I thought it was perfect for a new reader. Yeah. I thought a new reader could come into the title and really not know anything and get a lot out of it. I know some of the complaints were, or at least one of the complaints I heard w- was that they would have liked to have seen all of the characters that were on the cover in the issue. Right. But I actually read uh, Justice League Dark, where they kind of did th- do that, and it felt really way too rushed. It felt too forced to have all the characters showing up in the first yeah. issue. So. Yeah, Justice League International did that, too, where they put everybody in the book, too. Yeah. and it, it I-, I thought this one was better. Yeah, absolutely. Now, what I did was I bought the combo pack. That way I can get the digital for the iPad, and I got the print copy, too. Yeah. The, the combo pack? Where the, what was that? Who was offering that? Uh, your local um, comic book shops, as well as DCBS, was having it where you could purchase. It was a, it was a dollar more. It was a uh, $4.99 book instead of a $3.99 book. And you would get the paper copy of it, which had a different colored background. It had a blue colored background for the cover. Uh-huh. rather than the orange, and then it gave you a code on the inside where you could go on to their website and download a uh, digital copy of it as well. Oh, okay. So so I got both. Yeah, I got I got that, I got the combo pack, and then I also got the regular issue. Man, you went all out. Yeah, so I'm really, I'm really supporting the call. <laughs> You're like triple dipping. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And actually, one thing I wanted to mention too, um, Chuck, you you can probably give the details on this, but we're uh, in this episode we're actually going to announce uh, a contest that we're going to have. Oh yeah, the contest! I forgot all about that. You want me to do it now? Yeah, go right ahead. Okay. Well, what we were thinking about, guys, is that for the next contest we were going to do is uh, we want to get a picture of you in front of your collection. So whether it's a comic book collection, toys, action figures, whatever it is, you take a photo of yourself or have someone else take a photo of yourself in front of your collection. Send it in to us um, through the uh, Star Joe's podcast at gmail.com website, and then you'll be randomly inserted for a chance to win one of our fabulous prize packets. Cool. Yeah, we were just trying to put a name with a face with all the listeners that we have and all the forums. Yeah. So this is a good way to do it and get yourself entered into the contest. Well, and then also just to let you guys know in case there's somebody that might be a little leery about emailing the show, maybe there's some people out there a little like, oh, I don't want to get any lists or anything like that. We don't keep your email address for anything. Uh, yeah, as soon as we get it, we sell it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we don't keep it. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, there's money involved. So. <laughs> no, We're paid, um, paid really nice. good for mail addresses. We don't nice. know. Yeah, no, we don't. We don't. Uh, we won't spam you or anything like that. You're not on some email list that we start sending stuff out or anything like that. So. It, we're not asking for you to email in so that we can get your email address and then sell it to the highest bidder or anything like that. But the reason I wanted Chuck to mention the contest was since we're talking about the DC relaunch a little bit, one of the things, and this is only one of the things that will go into the prize package is a whole bunch of DC number ones. So I'm going to just run down the list real quick of what you would get in the prize package. Yeah, this is not everything. This is just a little snippet. Yeah, this is just a little snippet. So uh, you will get the – now, this was free, so we're just throwing this in. But uh, the DC, the new 52 free thing that had the preview of Justice League in there um, and told you all the titles that were coming out, that will that will throw in there. The good stuff is you will get Flashpoint number five. Uh, you will get Action Comics number one. You will get Justice League number one, which we were just talking about. <laughs> You'll get Detective Comics number one. Wow. Batgirl number one. Batwoman number one. Justice League International number one. Green Lantern number one. Green Arrow number one. Suicide Squad number one. Resurrection Man number one. Justice League Dark number one. The Flash number one. Teen Titans number one. Aquaman number one. Red Hood the Outlaws number one. Batman number one. Nightwing number one. And Superman number one. So you're getting them all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So you're getting 17 of the 52, uh, which is almost a third of them. So Holy so, cow. So what yeah. do I need to do to enter the contest? <laughs> yeah, you can enter. It's, uh, yeah, you can, you can enter. It's, uh, uh, take, a, take a photo or have someone take a photo of you in front of some of your collection, whether it's comic books or toys, and send it to us. And that's a one one of the cool things about like the, the people who would be listening to your show, whether it's comics or especially toys, man. I get It's funny. I get pictures of people's collections and i am just blown away by the people who build armies or have like whole rooms devoted to you know this kind of stuff i get i get those pictures from fans all the time and it's just awesome to see so sometimes i'll even sit down and i'll google you know toy collection or gi joe collection or star wars collections on Google Images, and I'll just look at it because it's awesome. I, like, like you said, I, I, I enjoy seeing other people's displays, what they like to do with their toy rooms. I right. see your collection, Robert, yeah. and I'm jealous. So <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I don't even think of it as a collection. And my, because uh, my brother, my brother was up here in my studio. He's like, "Yeah, I don't really collect anything." I was like, "Yeah, me either." And then he just kind of started laughing, and I'm like, "You don't really?" What? I was like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "Oh, I guess I, maybe I do." Now here's here's a question I wanted to ask I you when it comes to that too, Robert. Um, because I think you have an out mm-hmm. that maybe Chuck and I don't have an out for. How does your wife respond to your collection of figures and all that type of stuff? Um, it's something we don't talk about. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, no, me I think, <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's, um, she, I, because I, I can associate it with my work. Yeah. I, I totally have an out. If I didn't, I, I don't know if I'd be able to justify it to her. So, um, like I, because I, for me, it's all tax deductible, right. which is which is good. But um, I don't know what you'd say if if I wasn't drawing comments. <laughs> I know that's that's the one thing I was realizing. I wanted to ask you about it because I was like, my wife and Chuck's wife, you know, they don't understand it, but you know, they they're like, hey, that's what makes them happy, so you know, that's fine. There's obviously way worse things we could be doing, right? <laughs> um, so. So it's like, it's kind of like they just, you know, they tolerate it and they know it makes us happy. So whatever, you know, 
But I was like, man, Robert's got the out where he could say, but honey, I need it for work. <laughs> <laughs> and I totally use it. Yeah, I, uh, it's just I'll just come home and there's like five or six new toys sitting around and she just doesn't even say anything anymore. She just kind of takes it in stride. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually having to put in some new shelves because I'm running out of room. My son said, he's like, uh, Dad, I don't think you can buy any more toys. And I was like, what? And he was like, you're running out of room in your studio. And I was like, oh, I think you're right. He says, you're going to have to start putting them in my room. I was like, nice. oh, I see where this uh, is going. <laughs> so I'm actually putting in some shelves. Man, he's, he's bright already. <laughs> I know, man. He's trying to get in on that. I never thought about conniving my father. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, – Chuck, I, I, and Robert, you can certainly ask us about it. I thought, you know, we can mention some of the, the titles that we've read recently out of the 52, and then we can kind of talk about how that relates to our podcast, because people are probably like, what the hell does the 52 have to do with Ryan and Chuck, and what the hell they talk about? But um, <laughs> we, Yeah, the story, uh, a quick story about that. We read other comics. <laughs> uh, it's not just Transformers and G.I. Joe, but we read other things, too. But no, the relaunch does relate to to our show. Also, we'll get into that. Well, yeah, I mean, GI Joe is a property that's been relaunched a, a lot of times in comic books. Whether it first started with Marvel and then, you know, Image uh, had it for a while. Devils do had it for a while. Yep. Now it's with IDW. Yep. The same thing with Transformers and I mean, Masters of the Universe was originally a Star comic under DC, right? Yeah. Yeah. DC, right? yeah. 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 So originally it was that, and then it went to um, like MV Creations had MV it for Creations, a while. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So all you all you suckers out there that are whining about DC relaunching, <laughs> we've been through it like sixteen times. Yeah, it happened a lot. <laughs> well, you figure you, well, you had Thundercats went through. Uh, it was Marvel, yeah, they were Wildstorm, yeah. And then you went yeah. through uh, Wildstorm, and who knows what could come next? So you had Voltron through. Uh, I think that was through DC or something like that. There was like a three issue miniseries. For Voltron, Voltron comic coming out. Yeah, and then there was yeah there was uh, then you had uh, Dev, uh, Image did Voltron for a little bit that went to Devil's Due, and then now we're gonna have Dynamite Entertainment's gonna be doing Voltron in the new. Well, year. they did the Turtles too. The same thing with the Ninja Turtles. Yep. Yeah, that's true. They started out as an independent, and every single and almost I shouldn't say every single time, but almost every single time you see these titles get relaunched, it is exactly what DC's doing, which is. It's a complete new telling of these characters. It's not right. branching off the old one or anything like that. I think typically the um, like when when uh, Devils Do had picked up GI Joe, they just said it's the Marvel continuity, but just like seven years or something in the yeah. future. Yeah. So, so or so they'd be like present day, and then there's these seven years of lost stories, basically to give give Hasbro room in case they ever wanted to go back and tell those stories. But. Yeah. But then, um, then they did do uh, Devils Do did do the GI Joe Reloaded, which was a brand new retelling. No, that's true. Exactly. Yeah, it's kind of a uh, you know, it's like when you've got the same when you have the book running at the same time, kind of like with Marvel and the Ultimates line, it's kind of considered an alternate universe. But once it's the sole title out there and you're not acknowledging the previous continuity, then it's then you're thinking it's a relaunch. Yeah. Um, I think the reboot. A reboot is kind of like a, just going back to number one, kind of like with Thor recently. Yeah. Uh, you know, it had its run, and then they rebooted it, meaning they just went back to one with a new direction, yeah. but it doesn't throw away all that previous continuity. Exactly. With the DC stuff, I mean, it's it's weird that it's it's a relaunch, I think, in, in its whole, 
But then there are certain elements from like I guess Batman and from Green Lantern that they're just rebooting. Yeah, you know, use you know the right terms I guess. Yeah, and and I kind of view it that same way, and that's kind of been one of my complaints with this is that there are certain titles like even though as much as I love Green Lantern and I know what's going on when I read Green Lantern number one, it's it I view it like would this be something that a new reader would understand what's going on and I can't, yeah, probably not and I can't say a hundred percent they would. Right. So I wish they. I honestly wish, as much as it may have pained some DC long-term DC fans, I wish they would have just went completely with, hey, forget everything you knew before, we're starting all over again, and you'll learn about these characters as you go along. Now, why do you, I wonder why they did that. I mean, why do you think that they drew the line at, like, a Green Lantern and, and Batman? Because well, the reason, you know, the reason I think they did it is because they wanted to keep some of the old readers... Uh, you know, happy and in the loop. So you wanted right. to give them at least a couple of books to where they're not totally revamping and everybody gets a brand new origin story. Right. Kind of throw the old guard a bone a bit. Exactly. That That's just my thought. Yeah, I think part of it, too, was the fact that DC, uh, that, uh, DC saw that Green Lantern and Batman were already high sellers or at least very good sellers for them. And so both probably, had, they probably like, their top sellers, or at least had been for the last five yeah. or six years. So it's like yeah. they were like, why should we restart these two titles when we could lose those people that are already buying those books. Right. And with both of those, you got origin stories already told with movies. Yeah. That's yeah. Point that's too. true. Well, and with the Superman, I mean, they had to reboot oh, yeah. or relaunch that completely just because of the, the recent, you know, court actions and all that. Yeah, exactly. And I, at first I didn't like the new Superman costume, but the more I look at it, the more it's grown on me. I really like it. Yeah. I do. See, I don't, I don't mind it. I, I think, um, there have been a few kind of redesigns in the last few years that I actually don't mind at all. And I, but I think it's maybe I'm not so nostalgically, you know, like, uh, uh, attached to some of their looks. I mean, I really like Superman, but he's not necessarily like my favorite character in the world or anything. Right. Um, yeah, but I, if you compare it to say X-Men kind of like, uh, you know, in the last since, I guess, since astonishing kicked up like Wolverine's redesign, Cyclops's redesign, all that, like, I don't mind that at all. Like, I think it's neat that they take, past elements and incorporate it, modernize it. I don't, I don't, I don't mind it. As long as it's still a good design, I don't mind it. Yeah. Uh, and with Superman, um, I think that for all of them across the board, I mean, for, for Jim Lee to design every single one, then they do look a little too similar for them not to know each other. Sure. You, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, we don't know each other, but we all go to the same tailor. Yeah. <laughs> there was somebody they had on um they there was somebody they had on uh, Comic Geek Speak. I can't remember what his name was, but I guess it wasn't just Jim Lee that helped redesign him, but this guy also oh. helped being involved with it. Um probably some I, I like the fact that everybody has a collar. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 1983 all over again. Pop it up. <laughs> what was it? It was back when was it like early 90s when it was cool to have like the collarless button-up shirts, right? Oh yeah. Where, yeah. where it just had that little bit. Yeah. Like I went I took all instead of going out and buying new shirts, I took my shirts that buttoned up like that to my grandma and had her cut off all the colors, collars, <laughs> and then re-sew them so that I could be cool. And then nice. like literally Three years later, two years later, that wasn't cool anymore. I was like, "Oh man, I've got all these shirts now with no collar. <laughs> like, I can't tie a tie for anything." Yeah, it took them all to goodwill. Now, one of <laughs> one of the titles that had a lot of redesigns uh, to it that I actually just read, and I was very skeptical because it was characters I really loved. Uh, and, and Chuck, I'll bring it for you to, to work tomorrow so you can read it. Is uh, Teen Titans? There, oh. 
there was some major redesigns when it came to Red Robin, when it came to Wonder Girl. Uh, even Kid Flash's costume is like really different. But when I read it, it was awesome. Hey, you want to just go in order? Yeah, well, let me. I'll mention the first week of books that came out, and we can kind of... That's, yeah, that's what I was going to say. We can go through that. And we can get, kind of just mention some that kind of stood out, maybe, and like I said, Robert... I would just go if we liked it or not. I mean, we're not a DC yeah. podcast, so... And, Robert, you can ask us any questions you have if, if, okay. if you're unsure about a title or something like that or what we thought of it. But um, the first week we had was Action Comics, Animal Man, Batgirl, Batwing... Detective Comics, Green Arrow, Hawk and Dove, Justice League International, Men of War, OMAC, Static Shock, Stormwatch, and Swamp Thing. All right, just go with the first title, and I'll tell you if I read it. Action Comics. I read it. I really liked it. Yeah, I love that. Was that was that Rags Morales was drawing yes. that one? Yeah. Yeah, that's one really I'll good. probably pick up, I think. Yeah, that was awesome. That was absolutely awesome. Uh, Animal Man. I have not read that one yet. It's weird. That's gotten that's gotten a ton of good reviews. Yeah, it's really weird. I don't know how I feel about it yet. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> um, Is it just too out there? Or it's, what? Yeah, it's like well, let me. Uh, I don't know if you read any of the um, Strange Adventures that came out where they had like Adam Strange and Animal Man and Starfire were all traveling together in space. Yeah, I actually read. Well, I read it. What was it? Um, but yeah, I know I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that I really liked. I thought that was really cool, and I got to know Animal Man a lot better through that. And then this is total 180. This is almost back to the Vertigo days of Animal Man, like the Grant Morrison stuff. Yeah, and it's good. It's very good storytelling. The art is not to everyone's you know liking, I'm sure, um, from what I've heard. But I I liked the art. I thought it was pretty good. It's it's definitely different, but it's I liked it. But it's really weird, especially the ending. There's like this twist at the end that's very demented twist that I was like, okay, I don't know how I feel about this book now. Oh wow! So it's like it's good, but it's creepy. It's kind of a creepy book. So uh, I, yeah, I heard it was kind of like superhero horror. Yeah, yeah, it's a good way to describe it. Right. Um. So it's gonna take. I'm getting because I did the whole DCBS big discount that they had, so I'm getting the first three issues of everything. Right. So that's going to be one that kind of has to win me over in the next couple issues because just based on the first one, I don't know yet if I would want to keep getting it. And because I don't know, it would it would be something I would cut. Right, right. Because you got to so, be really sold on it to stick with so many. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, then there was Batgirl. Oh, I love Which, that one. Who, who Which, is yeah, the, who's really the artist on that? The artist on that one was and, um, and writer. I'm probably going to ask this for just. That's uh, Gail Simone. <laughs> no, it was Gail Simone was the writer, oh, but uh, was Artian Artian Siaf. Yeah, the Adam Hughes oh. did the cover though. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, <clears throat> um, I really liked it. The only thing, as far as the writing, that kind of disappointed me a little bit was I felt like the dialogue was a little weird at times for Batgirl. I didn't. Oh, I did. I it it just seemed a little off. Like I was like, person, do they really talk like that? <laughs> no, I I thought it was one of the better books that I've read so far. It was definitely it's definitely a a, a keeper for me. I'm definitely gonna keep getting it. But yeah. like I said, there was just a couple lines that I was a little thrown off uh, in the dialogue itself. So, um, but it was a great book. It was still a great book. I would say I would uh, say knowing Gail Simone's you know track history though, like she's gonna do. Like that—that oh, yeah. that might just be kind of a weird off conversation that didn't like flow. Yeah. Or was it like a, a, a one character that was consistently weird? No, it was like there was a couple lines that Batgirl herself said that I felt was a little weird. Right. It just didn't 
it it felt a little off, but I, most I didn't of the pick book, up on it. I, I thought it was really well, really well yeah. done. I can I can show it to you sometime because I remember the panels and everything. But it was like, but overall, it was really good. And I'm a, I am a huge fan of Gail Simone. I think her writing is fantastic. So, yeah. um, like you said, Robert, I, I expect that it's going to be something that's not going to be consistent throughout the entire run. So, right. um, Batwing. Oh, I haven't read that one yet. What's the, what's the premise on Batwing? Is that the new character? Yeah, like he Batman is in Africa, right? Yeah, he's in Africa and he's dealing with um I really liked this book. This one really surprised me cuz this this one I thought for sure was going to be a drop for me. Um and, that's and it was it was basically he is part of the whole Batman Incorporated and he's having to deal with um uh like war guys like you know like the those uh, I'm trying to remember what they're called in Africa but they're like warring tribes almost right. they're going on and the police are kind of ineffect ineffectual in the whole situation and the guy actually works for the police force also and he's he found a detective that's not corrupt and he's been trying to leave clues for her but he's also trying to protect her and there's this huge most of these books have huge twists on the last page right so there's like this huge twist on the last page that made me go, holy crap, I got to come back for this. Um, the art's really good. I don't have the artist on me of who that one was because I only have the books in front of me that I, I still have. Yeah, I wonder if that's just kind of a, a, a good number one tactic across the board, you know, just to make sure that there's that great reveal or cliffhanger or reason yeah. to stay on board. It seems to be the case very yeah. much so. So um, then there was uh, Detective Comics. Uh, I really like Detective Comics. Uh, I I didn't know what to expect going into it, but uh, I was really really surprised that I really liked it. That one's by Tony Daniel. I think he wrote it and drew it. Yeah. Um. And I I liked it. I thought it was solid. It wasn't my favorite Batman book. Um. No, it wasn't. My, it was, no, not my favorite Batman book. No, but it was it was really good. Yeah. I thought it was solid. That the last couple again the last couple pages is what really sold it for me to make me go okay I'm gonna. I have to see what happens next. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so is that with the whole joke? I'm not going to talk about it. Was that the whole Joker thing? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then we had Green Arrow. I, I actually liked it when a lot of people are bashing it. I don't know why. I, I thought it was great. Yeah. I can tell you one thing that made people bash about it. And Robert, this might bring back painful memories for you. <laughs> but um, there's one panel where Green Arrow's shooting with his left hand with the bow the next panel, he's shooting with his right hand with the bow. Well, I think he could do that. Has no, it, has no. Anybody, has anybody told Keith about this? Does he know? <laughs> he probably yeah. does, yeah. No, this was like something where he's diving midair, and he has a arrow in the right hand and the bow in the left hand, and in the next panel, he's still in midair, and he, and he has them in the opposite hands. You could, mm. you could exchange hands. No, you could not. <laughs> And this one, uh, Dan Jurgens did the art on this, and uh, J.T. Kroll wrote it. So he was writing the Green Arrow previously. Uh, well, you know, I, especially when you're talking about Dan Jurgens, I mean, it's not like it's some new up-and-comer who, you know, doesn't know what they're doing, kind of like yeah, like someone we know. But, like, the uh, uh, w- with the Dan Jurgens stuff, I mean, it, that's just like a... You know, you can't you can't give him too much crap for that. I mean, he knows better, and he just yeah. kind of made a mistake. You know, yeah. to be honest, no, with you, I didn't even notice it until it was pointed out on what CGS. People were pointing it out. I read <laughs> the book. I thought it was great. I didn't even notice it. Yeah, I I did notice it, but 
Like I still like his art. I'm a still big, yeah. still a big fan of his art. So, like you said, I kind of give him a pass on it. Yeah. yeah. But the other problem I kind of had a little bit with it is I felt like they were trying to make uh, Ollie Queen too much like Tony Stark. I like that. Yeah, I already have a Tony Stark. I don't need another Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah, but this is Tony Stark in DC. Yeah. I mean, I'll still keep getting because I like the character Green Arrow, um, and I like Dan Jurgens' art overall. So. I'm and I'm a little interested to see where it goes, but I'd like to see him do a little. I don't know. I'd like to see the story. I I prefer Green Arrow when he is almost like the Robin Hood type character. Uh, I don't know. I like this. This is good. Yeah. Okay. You're in the minority on that one. I know. Yeah. This uh, that, this is one I'll, I'll definitely check out. Uh, you know, yeah. I'll have to see if I like the take on it or not because I I love Green Arrow a lot and. Uh, oh yeah. I don't like Dan Jurgen stuff. Who, do you know who's inking him? For me, you know, it kind of depends on who's inking him because he's such an old uh, school artist. Like he leaves things very, very loose. So it yeah. actually depends on who's inking him. With, with uh, George uh, Perez. Oh, that's right. Yeah, oh, that'd be yeah. interesting. Yeah. No, the art's really good. Like I said, it was just a mistake that was made. So. Right. Um, I know people were kind of bashing, and like I said, I noticed it, but like you said, I kind of just gave him a pass on it, so it was yeah. like, whatever. Yeah, I mean, when, when I read a comic book, I just read it out and examine every panel really close, like right. maybe Keith would. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just read it. <laughs> Dang. Dang. Rob, there was times in that, in the... Yeah, I didn't know who was who. Episode <laughs> where I didn't know if it was you or Keith. <laughs> yeah, that was the funniest stuff funny. ever. <laughs> Um, next we have is Hawk and Dove. I haven't read that one yet. Uh, no, I'm not going to touch it. No. That's why I haven't read it yet. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, uh, it's what you expect to get from Rob Liefeld. I just, you know, man, I, you know, I'm not going to go on some kind of like Rob Liefeld craze. And the one thing I'll give the guy credit for is he knows how to, to market himself and, and, yeah. and get, get whatever he's working on sold. But well, that's I the thing just, like that. Uh, yeah, back in the day when when he was doing like New Mutants and everything else, and that went into X Force, like I liked that stuff and I enjoyed that stuff. But it's just like it seems like he's gone even more over the anatom wrong anatomy <laughs> these day and age than he used to. And can you get past the art? And is it a good story at least? No, it's not. Oh, all right. Because here's the thing: that was one of my favorite stories out of brightest day was the dead man and and story and i feel like they kind of took that story and dumped on it so yeah just i i'm not and like i said i I could get past the art if it's a good story it's it's a lot tougher for me to to read a bad story with awesome art that i can forgive bad art if i have a really awesome story yeah see i'm the other way like i it's, well, I would expect that. Yeah, so. <laughs> I just I wanted. Well, so that's like when I started reading comics. That's what it was. Yeah, I was looking at the art. You know, even yeah. when I very first started. So I mean, I have certain characters I like because there was either the art on it was enough to to keep me on for a longer time or or whatever. Yeah. But I just um, if if it's I, got stuff I can't look at, then I'm not going to read it. Yeah, I can give you a perfect example for me of where I was liking the story, but I didn't like the art. Was um, I don't know if you remember the old story uh, Hellstorm. Uh, from Marvel, where it was like the son of Satan and stuff like that. And what do you read, superhero. dude? It was it was Marvel as a superhero. 
Yeah, I don't know where you got that one. He, at. he rebelled from his father. <laughs> he rebelled from his father. He was a good guy. I don't know, but when um, I was little, I mean, but the art was what Robert said. But the story was good. When when I was little too, I would just buy comic books that had cool looking covers, and I was so disappointed because oh, really? <laughs> sometimes the art doesn't look the same as as it does on the cover, and I was just like, yeah. man, this sucks. Well, <laughs> that would always get me a few times too. I'd, I'd be disappointed. Yeah. Especially those Alex Ross covers were. <laughs> or you pick up a book and it's got like a, I don't know Namor on the cover because it looks pretty cool and he's not even in the book. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, get ready for that with Snake Eyes because Robert's doing the covers and you're not going to get the smart <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Oh, I, that's thing. true. That's true. Yeah, those punks. What are they thinking? But we are happy to hear you're going to be coming back. So. Oh yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Did you, did you did you see the uh, October? Well, I'm sure you did. The October covers for GI Joe are going to be the ones with the toys. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, I'd see. That I mean, is it's not, awesome. <laughs> it's not like they send that out to me. Or, 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 well, wait, where did I see that? I forget. Somebody posted it on one of our forum pages, and it was on like yeah. uh, Bleeding Cool or Comic Line or something like that. Yeah, it was, it was through one of those because I didn't hear about it through IDW, but I saw those, and I was like, what are they doing? And I looked, and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. I wonder who, who uh, submitted those or who they got to do them. Yeah. Genius. Pure genius. <laughs> I think they kind of. I think they contacted Starfighter from our forum. Yeah, <laughs> he has pretty cool displays, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, then we have uh, Justice League International. I did read that one, and it was um, yeah, it was okay. It I was okay. Really liked, I really liked it because it reminded me of the old blah-ha-ha Justice League days where the it wasn't so important the bad guys that they were fighting as it was the dysfunctional family interaction of the superheroes. Well, to me it was okay because... Um, they're just bringing the team together. They had to, you know, trick the powers to be to get these team together. Uh, Booster Gold's in charge of it, but Batman's secretly kind of in charge of it to make sure they're doing good. And some of the guys don't want to work with each other. Guy Gardner gets all pissed off. And some of the people I didn't even know. Yeah. Just the lack of DC knowledge on my part. Yeah, it's definitely a lack of DC knowledge. Thanks, uh, thanks. Which hopefully, well, no, it's, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm trying to admit it here. You ain't got to agree with me so you know, easily. No but, no, but you bring up a good point when you're saying that, though, too, is that it, it was good for me because I've got that history, but wasn't necessarily good for someone that doesn't know those characters. Yeah, I knew Batman, Booster Gold, Guy Gardner, and Lady Godiva, only because I knew of Lady Godiva. The other people I... I didn't really know all that well. Yeah. So so they have, they have to do a better job. Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> um, then there was uh, Men of War. I haven't read that one yet. Um, I really liked the first story. I didn't care for the backup story, and I didn't like the fact that it's a three ninety nine book. But you get two stories. You get two stories, but they're very different from each other. The first story deals with Sergeant Rock and metahumans and how kind of the military is dealing with this new metahuman situation, which I thought was awesome. Right, and Sergeant both, Rock's a really cool character. Yeah, that, they should call both the military stories, though, right? Yeah, and then the yeah the well the the second one is a very realistic military story. Oh, okay, all right. And has so it's almost like you're getting two different styles in the same book, which it kind of throws you off a little bit. Okay. Um, it's not that they're either one's necessarily bad. It's just like I would rather have just had the Sergeant Rock story and had a two ninety nine book. Oh, yeah. all right. What's next? Uh, Omac. Now, I as much as Mike loves it, <laughs> I haven't read it yet. <laughs> I've been I've been a lot. Of, I've been preoccupied this weekend, so I haven't read that one yet. Um, yeah, Mike is having like um 
orgasm after love orgasm. Fest with this one. Yeah. <laughs> He's having a love fest with this one. Yeah. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to piss Mike off because I like him. He's, he's a good friend and, and everything. But, um, I love the Kirby style art. They were mimicking Kirby and that was cool. Yeah. I, I, I threw it because he kept talking about the art being really well and it looked really good. Yeah. Yeah. I love the Kirby style art. That was very cool. The story though is just kind of okay. And it's a character I n- really didn't care too much about to begin with. So, I think I can kind of understand why Mike likes it because it's kind of from his, like we were talking about childhood days and stuff like that. It's from his childhood days. So, But would a new reader understand the story at all? Yeah, they would. Um, I don't know what you think about OMAC. It's a, yeah, this is a brand new OMAC version. It's not, it has no ties into the past other than there's a little twist at the end, but it's not something you needed to know the back history on. Okay. What else we got? So, uh, then we had Static Shock. Ah, I did read that one. Ah, yeah. yeah I've heard. I've heard. Like, well, didn't the creative team already change on that? Isn't there issues surrounding that book? God, I hope so. It's like uh, what Scott McDaniel and John John Rosam. I don't even remember. Yeah. Um, McDaniel, what? you're right on, but yeah, I didn't really care for it. No, it's horrible. <laughs> don't hold back. Do I'm not going to hold back. It's, it's very technical. <laughs> Yeah, that was the thing. They tried to make it too smart of a book for something that looks like should be kid friendly. Yeah, I didn't right. like, didn't really like yeah, it. Much. it. Yeah, it looked like a it looked like a book that I could hand to my niece or nephew and say, "Hey, check this out. It's you know, it's a it's a kid superhero." And then if they were to read it, they'd be like, "I don't get all of this" because there was a lot of scientific terms. There was like a, the seemed to be a need to explain the science behind certain things. I think I heard that the it was the writer that's off the book and that they're putting somebody else on it. So okay, okay. good. Uh, then we had Stormwatch. I did read that one. I really liked Stormwatch. It was really good. Yeah, I did too. See, that's that's yeah. another one I'll probably pick up because I was such a huge fan of the book back in the day, and I thought that you know back in the Warren Ellis time, yeah, I liked it a lot then too. And so I'd be willing to give it a shot just because the if it has any recognizable characters, then. Yeah, yeah, this, then yeah, I would do it. And also, one of my favorite Justice Leaguers is Martian Manhunter, so I'll, I think I'll yeah. pick it up. He's in there, yeah. They, yeah, <laughs> they use they use him really well. Um, they this was a book where I didn't I only knew of the characters from Stormwatch and and Authority and stuff like that. I didn't really read anything of Authority. The end of it, it is my, awesome though, with the yeah, Snyder. Even though yeah, even though I know I should read Authority and I know I should read Stormwatch. Yeah, uh, which I will I will one day, but um, it's on the list of things to read. I even going into it not knowing anything about these characters, I felt like I was getting to know them, and it was awesome, and the art was really good too. Um, so real solid job there. Yeah, cool. Um, Swamp Thing was the last one from week one. No, I, I didn't read that one yet. Okay. See, I didn't think I was gonna pick it up, and actually, Yannick Paquette's one of my favorite artists. So yeah, him him. You know, anything he picks, anything he draws, I typically buy. Yeah. And for it to be such an un, like non superhero, you know, kind of more indie type book, like um, it'd be interesting to see what I think about it. So I'm excited to read it, but I mean, I don't know if I'll. It'll be my favorite thing, but I, everybody's talking talking it up, so I don't know. Yeah, and and I'm uh, I definitely like Yannick Paquette's art a lot, um, but I'm also a big fan of Scott Snyder. All right. Um, yeah. And he's the writer on it, and 
to me, he cannot. Well, to me, for Scott Snyder, he can do almost no wrong with Batman already. Right. But um, when it comes to Swamp Thing, I thought he did a great job. I this was an iffy book for me, uh, where I wasn't sure if I was going to continue it or not. But this first issue got me really interested as to what's going on and what's happening. And it's not they did they have not made Swamp Thing a superhero at all, so that's good. Um, but he still has ties to the superhero, uh, superhero community. Mm-hmm. So it kind of reminds me a lot of the old Alan Moore stuff where he's in the DC universe, but he's just a part of the DC universe. Yeah, I don't right. think you can make him a, a superhero. Yeah. Um, then week two, I'll just go into some of the titles here. We had Batman and Robin. I really like that one too. Yeah. I thought that one was good. I liked it better than detective. Um, it was good art. I like the fact of Bruce being with his son. I did too. Um, Wait, so what's, and everybody's what's the, got everybody's got daddy issues. Yeah. yeah. What's the premise of this? So what's the big change with his son? Like, what's the deal? It's well, he's he's with Damien now because Bruce was or uh, it was uh, Batman Dick. Oh, Grayson. right. I see what you're saying. Okay. So, um, and then now, and because basically Bruce couldn't deal with his son. His son was like too much of a handful for him. Right. <laughs> uh, so now they're being forced to work together, and Bruce is also trying to like let go of his mourning of his parents. I like he's that. Real, yeah, yeah. He's realized he's kind of left. He's kind of hung on to that a little too long. Yeah, they, they actually and came now, out and said that he's not going to celebrate their death anymore. He's going to celebrate their their marriage, their life. Yeah. Hmm. Little, so, little changes like that. I kind of like it. It, it's interesting. Um, if I was to pick just one Batman book, that wouldn't be it, but it's still good. Yeah, that's, like, it's that still one's by uh, what Peter Tomasi, right? Yeah, I like that. Who I'm, big, I'm a big fan of him too. Yeah, so. I, I really liked it. The art was really good. The story was really yeah. good. Solid book. And we had a uh, Batwoman. I, re- I I got through that one. Got through it. <laughs> and the only thing I say I got through it, not that it was bad. It's just it's really pretty to look at, and it takes me away sometimes. Like, yeah. I just get sucked into just looking at it. Right. Yeah. yeah, and that's J.H. Williams. So yeah, that's I mean, awesome. So you're going to have that. The story <laughs> The story for me was okay. Yeah, the story but was... Art, well, it, it overwhelmed the book. It oh, was just yeah. too pretty to, you know, like, I got lost. I had to stop a couple times because I just found myself just wandering, just looking at it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's very easy to do with his, his artwork, and it, it's beautiful. Um, yeah. Yeah. But the, yeah, the one complaint I have for this one is this again, and it's probably because it wasn't meant to be part of the relaunch, but it to me it wasn't very new reader friendly. Not at all, no. If you read the previous Batwoman stuff, you would totally get what was going on, and you'd be totally on board, but if you didn't, you could be a little lost. So. Yeah, that's what I was finding myself to be a little lost, and then my mind would drift and wonder, and I would just look at the art. <laughs> that's why it was just okay. Um, then we had Deathstroke. Uh, let me see if I, I think I read Deathstroke. Let me see if I can find a cover here. Where he was teamed up with the kids. They were all mercenaries being forced. Oh yeah, I did read that. You know what? I really like that. I did too. And it's getting, it's getting bashed by a lot of people. They're, they're. Yeah. No, Why is I that? that Who's the artist on it? Uh, do you have that Chuck? Yeah, it's written by, uh, let me pull it back up here. I'm sorry. Oh, he wants to know the artist, not the writer. Well, it's fine. Well, it's just whoever the creative team is, yeah. Uh, Kyle Higgins and art by Joe uh, Bennett and art hmm. T H at Thiebert. Yeah, T Barry, yeah. T Barry, whatever. 
it's really good and the like those those guys you those kids you were talking about that he has to work with at at the end of it he just eliminates the competition which was awesome yeah i didn't see that coming i didn't either <laughs> so thanks awesome. for spoiling it for all of our listeners who cares it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> and for Robert. Glad I get that book that's all right um no, it, I agree. Uh, somebody was, uh, I think the CGS guys were mentioning this, and I totally agree. I'm totally in agreement on this. Uh, I think it was uh, Brian Deemer mentioned it. He said it reminded him a lot of an action movie. Huh. Yeah, he gets picked to do an assignment, but they think he's too old to do it. They bring in some new kids. They help him do it. At the end of the book, you know, he eliminates the competition. Basically, yeah, and basically he wants to know who thinks that he's not able to, to still be a player in the game, <clears throat> and he decides he's going to go after those people. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Cool. So, Demon Knights. I read that one, too, and I really liked it. I didn't yeah. think I would. I wanted to like it just because of the premise of it, you know. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like He-Man, sword sorcery kind of thing, um, set back in the Middle Ages, but I really liked it. Yeah, I did, too, and that was one where I was kind of iffy also with it because um, I'm usually disappointed when it comes to f- sword and sorcery type comics and everything. I, I yeah well so uh, and I'm not usually a big fan of the demon character I like him but I don't think <laughs> I don't think he care again Mike's gonna be pissed but uh, right <laughs> he doesn't rhyme yeah I'm okay with that um, I thought it'd be pretty cool if he could rhyme if they could write it that way but um, the thing with it was he wasn't the only character in it because I don't think he can carry a book by himself. Yeah, maybe not. Um, but there was a lot of other characters. I loved. They had Vandal Savage appear with the rest of them, and I thought that was awesome uh, for someone that's a longtime DC reader. He's like an immortal that was around since the dawn of time. So he he was a cool character to see pop up, and I'm really interested to see where this kind of goes because they're also characters. They had a glimpse of them in the Stormwatch book of those that were in right. uh, Demon Knights. So that was kind of yeah, a cool connection between the two books. They cross, yeah. And this one's by Paul Cornell as well. Yeah. So, and then we had Frankenstein, Agent of Shade. I did not read that one. <laughs> um, I'm it's going to be a while before I read that yeah, one. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Frankenstein character to begin with. So this is definitely going to be a pass for me, but I thought it was okay. I, You know, the art's kind of sloppy, sketchy type, like on purpose. Yeah, who who is it? Al- Alberto Porncelia. Porncelia. Okay. Porncelia. P o n t i c e l i. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, not good. Jeff Lemire wrote it. <laughs> yeah. If you could have an easier name to pronounce, I mean, you know. <laughs> <I could have. laughs> yeah, what's he thinking? Yeah. Then we had a uh, green. Porncelia. <laughs> we had a uh, Green Lantern. You know what? Surprise, surprise! I liked it. <laughs> Chuck hates it when he likes books that I also like. <laughs> yeah. You told me, you know, hey, give this a try, you'll probably like it, blah blah blah, and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to like it, but I liked it. Yeah. To the point of what's happening now. I'm buying it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like says it so reluctantly. <laughs> yeah. It's now on my pull list. Uh the next one was Grifter. I did not read that one yet. Um, I really liked it. This is another one that's getting bashed by a lot of people. I don't know the character from Wildcats. Uh, I only knew what he looked like. I never understood the name of the character, and I guess, and they kind of describe it in the book that a grifter is a con man. That's another name for a con man. It's like a wandering, yeah, just somebody who wanders. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, and just kind of picks up jobs as they get it. And um, he's, he's kind of a mercenary type yeah. character. 
Yeah. And they play that up in the book, and they and from what I've heard from other people say, they never played up that side of that character in Wildcats. And I was like, really? That sounds dumb then, because... That's the whole, yeah, why not? Well, in, in Wildcats, he was given a little more focus, because, like, all through the book, they had uh, an objective. You know, they were fighting off the Daemonites, there was, like, this war going on, and he was kind of just a soldier. Okay. You know, given uh, this, the main character who is in charge is J- this jacob marlowe character had all the money and okay. he just kind of formed this team and basically he was getting well paid to to take care of it or, or to be a part of the team okay um, i liked and, him in flashpoint yeah they um well what they did with this one is he's he's a he's a con man in this and he's working with this one woman uh to con people out of their money and whatever well, he goes to do a job, and next, and he's supposed to meet up on an airplane. Well, next thing you know, he gets like abducted, and he's having some procedure done to him by the people, by those that abducted him. I don't even know if they're people. Um, they might, I think they're aliens or something. The procedure, he wakes up in the middle of the procedure, and no one's ever done that before, and he escapes, and now he can see these beings that no one else is able to see, and because of that, he. You know, he takes them out and everything else, but now he's wanted because he's killed a couple people. In a process? Yeah, they think that he just killed people, but here he killed these possessed-type people that only he can see. Now, are okay. they, now, are, are, are they, um, like, kind of monstrous-looking yes. daemonite? Are they called daemonites? I don't, they haven't mentioned their name yet, but I assume that that's probably what they're going to Yeah, do. it just says in human creatures. Yeah. Okay, well, they're, I mean, that's... I mean that's kind of uh, the voodoo character of yeah. that book. Is she has a similar power, but that's kind of her innate power is to see those who would be possessed. Yeah. So I'm guessing they're kind of giving him a yeah. similar power. Like that seems Same strange kind of power, to me. Yeah. That that seems like what they're doing. The thing that I really liked with it is they made this character almost like a Sawyer character from the show Lost, and right. I really like that character in Lost. And they they even went so far as in the show Lost, he's he's a con man in his in his life. And uh, Sawyer is, and he scams people, and he had, he pretends like money fell out of his briefcase by accident, and it's really to lure the the prey in by saying, "Oh yeah, I'm doing business deals, and maybe I could do a business deal with your husband because he's of course sleeping with married women, and uh, <laughs> and then we can run away together and all that type of stuff." Well, they actually do the briefcase opening up by accident with money falling out in the grip. Oh what? Yeah. So they're Thanks. totally. Totally playing up to the lost character of Sawyer in this, but I was okay with that because I liked it. So right. So next we had uh, Legion Lost. Um, I, I didn't read that one yet. Okay. I don't think so. Let me let me see if I can find a cover. Yeah, I don't know what this. that's about. Yeah, it's basically um, because of the whole Flashpoint situation. Uh, Legion of Superheroes is another book that supposedly isn't changing very much from what was going on before Flashpoint. Right. So there was some uh, some of the Legion characters were traveling. Oh, yeah, I, I did read this one, you know, yeah. and I didn't like it. Yeah, and it's probably because you don't have the background on the characters. Um, yeah. Definitely not a new reader-friendly book. Not at all. Not at all. Um, but basically, they they were traveling through time when the whole Flashpoint thing happened, and it caused them to end up in our time period, and they can't, and the the time bubble broke, and they can't, they can't time travel right now. So they're stuck in our time period. So they're the lost, you know, the, they're the lost members of, of the Legion. So right. I thought it was okay. It's I'm looking forward to the Legion of Superheroes book, which I should get in my uh, DCBS order this week. Um, but 
it, this one was just okay, and the reason I would keep getting it is because I'm a huge fan of the Legion superheroes characters, um, and because I've been reading what's going on before, so it's not as out there for me as it might be for some, right. for a new reader. Yeah, and as a new reader going in, I didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, then we had Mr. Terrific. Now, I know I didn't read Mr. Terrific yet. Yeah, I, this is probably, he's probably one of my favorite, in my top three favorite JSA characters. I love him, uh, Sand, which was the, uh, descendant or the, the legacy picked up by, from the Sandman. And then, um, and then Jack Knight Starman are my probably three favorite JSA characters. Um, this one was a bit disappointing for me. The art changed a few times in the book. And, oh, really? Yeah, it, at least it seemed like it did. I think, and I think that's what I heard too. It, it seemed to get progressively worse as the book went on. Nice. <laughs> right. Um, and the character for being the third smartest man, he kind of gets taken over or captured near the end. And maybe it's all a trick. I don't know because we don't know uh, what's going to happen next issue. But <clears throat> he doesn't seem all that smart for being the third smartest man in the world. Well, they only credited one artist on the book as Roger Robbins. Okay. Well, he just got sloppier as the book went on then. Nice. So it's hard to it's hard to say. He could have been pretty rushed. You know, yeah. not, not to make crazy. I don't. I haven't seen it. I'm not making excuses for him. But just that that when typically whenever a book gets worse throughout the book, mm-hmm. like like they they must have been tight on deadline when they started. Yeah. So right. Yeah. I think some some of these books might have been added with not a lot of lead time. Yeah. So depending on schedules and stuff, it might have been hard for some people to. Are you setting us up for some bad art coming from you soon, Robert? Wow. Wow. (laughs) No, man. No. (laughs) No way. (laughs) No. I was like, look, I had a really bad deadline, and so it got sloppy (laughs) as I went on. (laughs) No, I mean I've had issues that you 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 can't help it. It's like if if uh, you know you it's that or the book comes out late. You know. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. Um, like I said, the story itself didn't grab me and this was a book I wanted to like, but I, I'm not going to keep getting it. So then we had Red Lanterns. I did read that one. Uh, it was okay. I really liked it. I loved Ed Bennis art. I think it looked, it looked, to me, it seems like, why would, uh, it, he just seems like a, a better artist than to put on. I agree. Like a side Green Lantern title. I don't really understand why he was uh, put on the book. Yeah, I agree 100%, Robert. And it, and this is also one of those books that I think they shouldn't have done just a Red Lanterns book. I think it should have been like the Lantern Core book where you got you could do story arcs with all the different colors yeah. that are there. Um, but yeah, I agree. Ed Bennis, there's some people that don't like him. I, I think they're crazy. But um, Wow. <laughs> no, I I think they're crazy. They're crazy people. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it, he does excellent artwork, and I agree with you, Robert. I think he should have been on maybe a, a more high profile book. Mm. So yeah, it was really well drawn. Um, it's just it was just a big giant issue of rage. Yeah. <laughs> you do get rage, Kitty. Yeah, and no, so. normally I would like that, but. <laughs> um, Resurrection Man. No, I didn't read that one yet. I loved this book uh i knew i was gonna love it because i loved the original series i read the original series and loved it it's abnett and landing writing it uh the art was beautiful on it as far as i was concerned um i love the idea behind the character it kind of reminds me of the old doubt h for hero type thing where it's like he gets a different power every time he dies he comes back to life with a new power and they're bringing in the elements of heaven and hell both want his soul because of course he doesn't die so his soul is worth a whole lot 
So there's a little bit of supernatural elements to it without, it's not, but this is not something, at least not yet, in the same category as Animal Man, where it's superhero horror. Um, this is more like superhero mythical, almost, or superhero supernatural, right. in, a, in a way. Okay. And then we had uh, Suicide Squad. I absolutely love this book. Yeah, me too. Since we talked wow. to Val in a previous episode about this book, I was looking forward to coming it coming out. I, I didn't initially order it. I went and picked it up, and I was not disappointed in this book at all. No, me either. And there are people that are not liking it, but... They're communists. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a really good book. I mean, it, you know, yeah. your opinion's what it is, but you couldn't be more wrong if you tried. There, there are some people that didn't like the whole. There were some people that didn't like the whole Harley Quinn costume change, oh. but they're tying it into the video game. Are you so. kidding me? She's like hardly wearing anything. What's wrong with that? Yeah. That's what some people didn't like. Uh, wow. <laughs> but they might they be totally Amish. Tied, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they totally tied it into the video game. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's what that's that's what they're trying to do too. They're trying to make that you know more mainstream, I guess, to sell more video games. Because right. that's what kids are buying, and that's what they're into. So if you make it look like the video game, and you see a, a comic book of that video game character, you're more inclined to buy it. Ergo, right. bring in the new reader. Right. But I totally and then what doing. some people didn't. A lot of people didn't really like the skinny Amanda Waller. Um, oh yeah, you know, actually, a, a guy that was drawing this book, uh, Ransom Getty. It, his his name is actually Mike Getty. I went to school with him. Mm-hmm. And he's he's really good. This is kind of his first one of his first kind of big breaks into DC. He's been working on uh, guarding the globe for okay. uh, Robert Kirkman, right? And did a run on that. And uh, man, he just I he caught a ton of flack for this book. When I think it's a lot of it's you know I, I thought he did an amazing job, and I think that um, yeah I did thought so too. So yeah, you know, it's yeah, just it was, yeah no. it's it's catching a lot of heat because she was kind of one of those a mainstream well known character that wasn't like this atypical model right. And then uh, for them to you know take that character and give her that that body type like I don't mind it for the story. I can right. see why people not comic fans would get up in arms about it you know right. or, or maybe a female listenership who wants to take offense to that kind of thing. Right. You know, I could see where they would take that stance, but I think it's kind of ridiculous, and I think he's he caught a lot of heat. Yeah. It got put on his shoulders when I don't think it was necessarily his call. No, I don't think it was either, yeah. and I thought I was fine with it. To yeah, me, it definitely looks better than what she had on before with the Jester outfit. <laughs> I mean, that no, was kind of Oh, not Harley. Uh, not Harley. We're talking about Amanda Waller. Yeah, Amanda Waller. 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 Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm, the, uh, I'm still uh, concentrating on Harley Quinn. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're on to the next book, and he's like, I don't understand. I like this. <laughs> I don't understand. Harley Quinn looks awesome. I can't stop looking at it. <laughs> no. Uh, but I heard so many people say, well, she was the wall, and and that was part of who she was. If she's this big woman. That's why she was known as the wall. I was like, no, she was known as the wall because she was a total bitch that you couldn't get anything past her. Yeah, cause she would like go jaw to jaw with uh, Superman. You know, she'd get right. in his face, and she just wasn't intimidated. Right. She was called the Wall for that reason, and the fact that her last name was Waller, um, and not because she was a big beefy woman. <laughs> yeah, I and mean, Harley Quinn looks great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's the next one? So, anyways, I did love the twist at the end. Um, yeah, it was awesome. I know Bill. Bill on, from ETM says he saw it coming, and I oh, he's such a hater these days. I don't know what's wrong with that cat. I, 
I still don't believe that he saw the ending coming. I need, you know, he needs a hug. <laughs> he just Marley. needs a hug. All right, next book was uh, Superboy. Uh, I read that one. It was it was okay. Yeah, it was, it was okay. Yeah, I uh, I like the connection to Teen Titans, which you'll see uh, when you read it. So it does have a connection to Teen Titans, which I thought was actually pretty cool. Um, the art was okay. I thought a lot of the people looked like mannequins. I did it. too. Who is the artist? Let me pull it up here. Do you have it there? Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. Okay. Keep talking. Okay. Uh, the story was it was good. Uh, it's it's definitely I think it's good for a new reader. I don't think you had to really know anything about Superboy beforehand because they pretty much started fresh with him again. Mm-hmm. So uh, they did make a comment, and I heard a lot of people say, "Well, it's, for those who have been reading." you know, Superboy forever, they would already know. But they made a reference to the fact that his genes are part Kryptonian and part of his genes came from a uh, megalomaniac, uh, egotistical person or something like that. And everyone's like, well, of course, that's Lex Luthor. And I was like, maybe there have to be. Yeah, I was like, maybe that's a red herring. Maybe it's not Lex Luthor this time. It used to be in the old universe. Right. Yeah. All we know for sure is it's Kryptonian and human. Right. So there was two people that popped in my head that it could also be. One was Vandal Savage, who I've mentioned before, because he was he's a megalomaniac. Oh, that would be interesting, yeah. Or Ra's al Ghul. Yeah. Cool. That. Well, the the art, if you're curious, it was by R. B. Silva and Rob Lean. Okay. I'm right there. <laughs> um, yeah. and then for weeks three and four, I'm just gonna go over the ones I bought separate. You wanna I mean, you wanna do those now, or do you wanna save them, or? Well, I can mention them. Right, we can mention them, yeah, because right. we haven't read them yet. Yeah. There was Batman number one, uh, which was with Scott Snyder. And this is, if you were to buy a Batman book, this is the one. This this is the one to buy. Yeah, because not only did Ryan order this, but he went out and bought it, too. Yes. <laughs> the, the, the 17 books that we're giving in our prize package <laughs> were ones I couldn't wait to for my DCBS order, I went out and bought to the, went to the store and bought them also. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna have duplicates, so the duplicates are going in the prize package. It's, and it's for our listeners. It's for our listeners. It's for a good call. Right. There you go. <laughs> um, I did buy Birds of Prey, which I thought was good. Uh, wasn't as good as past Birds of Prey, but I thought it was good. Um, Chuck, you let me borrow. You bought and let me borrow a uh, Blue Beetle. Well, yeah, let me preface it by saying I didn't order Blue Beetle. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I went and bought it. it. It's okay. It's a good issue. It's um. Yeah, it's good for it's a, a new reader. Issue. It's an introductory. It's not too strong. Yeah. It's okay. It's definitely good for a new reader. I thought it was okay. I won't be continuing with it, I don't think, but it's good for a new reader. Exactly. Um, I think it's one that I could see. I, I don't think there was anything really ultra-violent in it. Uh, I could see giving it to maybe a Yeah, you could let a kid read that one. It wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um, let's see what else was there that I've read already. Uh, Nightwing was awesome. That was really good. Yeah. Uh, that's in my top five of the new. new. Who's writing that Nightwing? Uh, uh that, Kyle Higgins. Yes. Oh, okay. And he did an awesome job on Gates of Gotham that was done with him and Scott Snyder, uh, both, right. both writing it. And that was an amazing story. So yeah, I'm, I'm very impressed. This there's some people that are kind of bashing this one a little bit too. A lot of people liked it, but some people bashing it, saying, "Well, it's not the Nightwing I remember." To me, this is exactly. Yeah, no kidding. That's why they're restarting everything. Well, to me, this was exactly the Nightwing <laughs> I remember. Um, like from when? From, from when? the old Chuck Dixon days and. Everything. Oh okay, yeah, that's what I, that's what got me into it, man. Yeah, 
So to me, it was right in that same vein. So right. Cool. Then there was Red Hood and the Outlaws. Loved it. Which I liked it. A lot That's of, fine. I've heard, I've heard some interesting things about this book, too. Yeah, a lot of people have problems. same problem I have, which is Starfire's character. Right. Um, oh, she's hot. What's the problem? I Yeah. As long exactly. as it's a hot chick, Chuck's okay with it. Yeah, what's the problem? Well, so Chuck is the demographic for this book. Right. Right. Yeah, or for that character, at least. I Bad love, guys, villains, and hot <laughs> chicks. What's the problem? I love... Well, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, one thing, I, the article I read, too, is this lady kind of interviewed her, her daughter, and and she said she had her read, I mean, her daughter reads a ton of comic books anyway. She's like 12, 10 or 12 or something. Mm-hmm. And she read this book, and and uh, and she really liked the Teen Titans for a long time, and, and she's like, well, what do you think about this book? And she goes, well, yeah. she was like, well, Starfire's boobs are hanging out all the time. And yeah, it's not a... <laughs> Not a kid-friendly issue. No, and she was just like, well, um, and, I, and it was interesting what what the girl said. Her biggest problem was she's like, well, she's an adult, and adults can work they want, but she said, but she's not doing anything. All she's doing is posing in yeah. the book. And I was like, you know what? Exactly. Like Starfire no, no, is a really cool character, and you can have true. her look like sexy all. and cool yeah. without instead of just like standing around. That's totally not true because she has some some you know promiscuous sex in this book too okay well so she does that also <laughs> yes so that her standing around looking provocative and the you know <laughs> the promiscuous sex made me love this book even more right so here's the thing for me with this one uh when it came to starfire well first off when it comes to red hood and and arsenal yeah red hood and arsenal i thought they were awesome as yes. a team i thought that they they remind me a lot of like a butch and sundance type team up um, so that was really cool. I liked their dynamic and their banter with each other and everything else. Um, with Starfire, I was even fine with the whole fact that, you know, she sleeps around fine, whatever, like she's an alien, maybe to her, part it, of her character. Yeah. yeah. To her that, and she even says it in the issue, like to her, sex is just an act. It doesn't mean anything. Something to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's just bored. <laughs> Basically that's what happens. She gets bored and she's like, let's have sex. Right. And so that doesn't even bother me. My problem was they made her a complete bimbo because she doesn't remember anything. She doesn't have she has a bad memory. So she only has short term memory. So they were asking her like uh, Roy was asking her like, well, do you remember Dick? Do you remember Garth? Do you remember like he was mentioning all the Titans? And she was like, nope, nope, nope. So it's like, OK, you have a hot chick who sleeps around and doesn't remember anything. That to me is the definition yeah. of a bimbo. God bless him. Right. <laughs> the thing about it is too is she could be playing that up and she maybe does remember and you'll find it out in another issue well and if they do that um that's good but right now it's like i've got an Wait, air- but what would even be the motivation for that that yeah. seems strange yeah yeah gratuitous sex who knows <laughs> wow <laughs> I, I did like the look of the Red Hood in this one too. Like you said, he's um, he's more of the uh, motorcycle Red Hood guy instead of the uh, Matri D top hat. Yeah, I love the new costume for Red Hood, where it's it's going back to his his uh, biker helmet Red Hood rather than uh, the cone that Morris. Dome, was yeah. I was right. no, I hated that look. Well, uh, and the, and then uh, Kenneth Rockefeller though is really interesting artist too he's got a, a very distinct style and yeah uh, he's, he's neat to look at i don't i don't like him the best for storytelling but i think he's he's very interesting to look at so. yeah i thought the art was really good on this book i actually really liked the art um, i did too so 
Then uh, another one that we both read was Wonder Woman. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I did not like this one. I so <laughs> wanted to like this book, and yeah. I went out and bought it. I was disappointed. Yeah, I still feel like no one has gotten Wonder Woman right in a long time. This is another one, Robert's kind of like the, it's almost like the superhero horror. Right. Yeah. And I don't see that for one. That seems like a weird book to put it in. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. see that for Wonder Woman at all. So, um, then there was Aquaman number one. I, I didn't read that one yet. I bought it. I'm waiting for it to come. Yeah. Um, that was awesome. That, that one was absolutely. Cool. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm definitely buying. I love Ivan Rice and yeah. just all this stuff. Yeah, you put you put uh, Ivan Rice with uh, Jeff Johns. I'm I'm gonna be there all day. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter who the character is. I would right. buy. It doesn't, it, and it would look awesome, and it would be a good story. Like yeah. they could literally put that on anybody. I think it's cool that they're putting it on uh, a character that for the longest time you know hasn't gotten any respect really. And I agree. Yeah, no, no love for this guy. Yeah. Right. You could so, put you could put those two guys on Corn Boy, and I'm gonna read it. Wow. I hmm, I think <laughs> I might be testing my limits there, actually. That, that's an interesting, you know, I think I might pass on that one. Sorry. Yeah, Mark. I would pass on that, too. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, but, no, I agree. I, I like the fact I like the fact that they're finally giving Aquaman his just due. Um, I like the Peter David run when he did it, but normally Aquaman is a joke. And they actually point that out in the issue, which is very funny. They actually... Hey, don't spoil it for me. I haven't no, read I'm it. not spoiling it. It's just <laughs> he does point... Like, there are comments that are made about the fact that in the past he's been a joke. Right. Yeah. And they do it... I, I, what really brought him back was the whole, you know, brightest day thing. You know, yeah. bringing him back to the forefront. Yeah, and that was awesome. Well, and even, yeah. you know, when, when they hopped on uh, Green Lantern together, like, six years ago or whatever it was, like, I wasn't reading Green Lantern before that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I picked it up with when Pacheco started the art, because I like him, and then, you know, he was off. And uh, when Ivan Rice took over, like, that became my favorite book for the longest time. And, yeah. and it really got me into uh, Green Lantern. I'm like, it would be so cool if they had a similar type of epic run on something like Aquaman. Oh yeah. Just to reinvigorate it. That yep. would be great. I agree. Um, I, I, can't really, movie. Yeah. I can't really say the same thing for Green Lantern. I've been reading Green Lantern since I found out that there was a comic book called Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're, you're the hardcore fan. I'm kind of the tagger on, you know, in the last few years, but, um, then we had Blackhawks. Yeah. I read that one today. Actually, it, it was okay. Um, I really like this issue. This is another issue that not a lot of people are really liking too much. Um, mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of G.I. Joe, and that's what makes a lot of people not like it because they're like, I already have G.I. Joe. I don't need yeah, I already have G.I. Joe, yeah. Is this the one that's – is this written by uh, Mike Costa? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's the one I'm, I'm definitely going to pick up because I think uh, he's – yeah, it's like G.I. Joe, but it's kind of like – you know, well, Mike's been writing the uh, the Cobra book, you know, which right. is kind of the more modern day espionage feel. Right, right. And uh, you know, GI Joe is not written like that right now. Right. Yeah, it's very contemporary. This book is very contemporary right yeah. now. And here's how I would describe it uh, for you, Robert. Uh, this is kind of how I describe it to Chuck. For for me, this is Mike Costa not writing GI Joe Cobra. This would be as if Mike Costa was writing the main GI Joe book. Right. Exactly. Um, and and that's what I'm saying character. is, and you're not even getting that now. So, right. and he's got probably a little more freedom to yeah. do what he wants. So yeah. I, I was interested in it before I knew Mike Costa be writing it. Once I heard that, then I'm, I'm definitely on board. Yeah. And I was the same way before I even knew Mike Costa was on it. I was interested in it because I heard, Oh, this is kind of like GI Joe in the DC universe. I was like, okay. Yeah. That sounds cool to me. Yeah. Yeah. 
And here's like I say, it wasn't bad. It was it was okay. The, who's the writer? Who's the artist on it? Uh, Ken Lashley. Oh yeah, and I like him too, Ken Lashley. Yeah. Now the one thing, uh, the only complaint I have about the book is I felt like they didn't really develop any of the bad guys in it. They did an awesome job of developing some of the good guys. In fact, to give it to test how well I think they did as far as developing the good guys, I actually remember all the characters' names. And, wow. And that's after just one reading. And normally right. I don't I don't do that with new characters. Normally it takes me a while to learn who the characters are, especially when you're introducing me to a whole team of new characters. Right. Um, yeah, but I mean, then they cut their pages down to to twenty two pages, so you're not going to get a lot. Yeah, but like yeah. I said, I, well, that's it's, it's like what, it's like a new number one or a new uh, superhero movie. You know, you spend the first half of it just introducing your characters. Yeah. The first movie's rarely going to be as good. You know, right. yeah. it's you know once that's out of the way, you have a potential for it yeah. to be pretty fantastic. Uh, right. But yeah, like I said, the the good guys I got to know really well. Like I said, I wish there would have just maybe been a panel or two. Like I mentioned to Chuck, maybe a debriefing because when you open it up, there's right away there's a battle going on. There's action going on. Yeah. So I would have liked maybe a quick debriefing where they mentioned who the bad guys were that they were facing because you never find out who they were at least in this first issue. And I would just would like to maybe one little mention of who they were. You could like three or four, and I'm sure it'll happen. Oh yeah, I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely on board with this book. Okay. Um, then we had uh, The Flash I read, but I know you haven't read it yet, Chuck. I haven't read that one yet, yeah. Um, I really liked it. It's a lot better than the last Flash run that was done with uh, Johns and Manipol. Now it's just Manipol on it. Is, is that saying a lot because it never really came out on time? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was still good or okay when it came out. This is a lot better, I thought. At least the first issue was a lot better. All right. Then we had Justice League Dark, which I kind of mentioned earlier. is kind of, uh, uh, I liked it. Shade the Changing Man, who I knew really almost nothing about, he is pretty cool. He can change reality any way he wants to. So Yeah, that's the one with uh, what Dead Man and Zatanna. Yeah, and Zatanna doesn't have the fishnet stockings anymore. What? Yeah. Yeah, exactly, I'm out. But she has fishnet uh, army arm uh, bands on her. All right, I'm back in. <laughs> <laughs> and she almost. No, had... they need they need to go on the legs, man. Yeah. I, I uh, what about the top hat? Is the top hat gone? The top hat's gone, but she does have like a bustier type top. She, right, has, a, she has fishnets on her head. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ninja pantyhose. I got you. I'm in. <laughs> right. So um, so uh, it's a cool book. They definitely set up why the regular Justice League can't handle certain things. So. Um, so that was kind of cool. I'm interested in seeing what, how this continues, but again, I, I would have liked it maybe a little bit better if they didn't try to cram in all the characters into the first issue. See, and that's what the, everybody would have been saying about Justice League if they would have done that. Right, exactly, exactly. So, um, and then, uh, Teen Titans, or Teen Titans I mentioned, I loved, I thought it was awesome. I thought Red Robin was a perfect, the character Red Robin was a perfect continuation from, uh, the Red Robin series. Uh, some people are disagreeing with me on that, but some people totally agree with me on that. A lot um, of people disagree with you, buddy. I hate to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't read it yet. Um, uh, but this one was done just like Justice League was, where you didn't get all the characters the first issue. The only characters cool. you've got so far are Red Robin, uh, Kid Flash, who appeared real briefly, and then Wonder Girl. And at the at the very end, you see Superboy, and it ties into the Superboy comic. Okay. Almost directly. 
And so that was kind of cool because it was almost a direct copy of Justice League, where you have Superman at the end of Justice League, you have Superboy at the end of Teen Titans while they're trying to uh, team. So. How awesome was that with Superman at the end of that issue? Oh, yeah. That was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, That was badass, yeah. And then I did read Superman number one, which is a, a wordy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I like pictures. It's um someone described it on the forums and I totally agree with them on this. It was like reading a Chris Claremont X Men book from the eighties. Oh yeah. Where they are showing you what happened, but then they're describing to you a narrative what's happening too. Yeah. Well, it's it's for the blind people. How's it for the blind people? Because <laughs> they're reading it and then they they're know what it. they're yeah, saying. They can't see the, they're the blind are reading it. Sure, yeah. It's in braille. Right. Which is like they have they have a braille on the drive up window at an ATM. How many blind people do you know are driving? I know. That always cracks me up. Yeah. <laughs> and how do they know there's an ATM behind the bank? They're blind. Yeah. They they feel on the ground when they're driving, the bumps in the road. How, how do they know which stall was the ATM? Exactly. I don't know. Why is there Braille on that? <laughs> they're pulling up. It's the, the blind person's in the back seat, and they, the driver pulls up. Yeah. You know, there has to be some kind of law that says uh, you got to put Braille on this. Why? Just put it on. Yeah, yeah, probably. It's, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, who cares? Just put it on. You'll get sued. All right. So that's all the books that we've we've read or I've read. And yeah, the rest of them haven't come to us yet. Right. So, so Robert, you're working yes. on this this uh, year long project. Yeah, when you say it like that, like I just got really intimidated all of a sudden. Sketch <laughs> <laughs> a day coming. Yeah. No, I've heard you're having a lot of fun with it. So no, I am. It's it's been a lot of it has been a lot of fun. I I started it up for a number of reasons. Um, I think probably the biggest reason creatively was that I was you know I've been drawing comics for six seven years now and uh, pr- pretty steadily. Like we're just each day I've you know I get my script and I uh, you know break it down and work it work it out pencils like I. I rarely get a chance to do anything else besides just pencil on paper, breaking down a script. And, you know, my, my, my deadlines were constantly always rushed and tight. And I just felt like I wasn't doing anything for me to kind of expand, you know, or, or to get better. Or you know, I would try and make each each issue I did better than the last, but I'm just like fine tuning the same craft. And And I think artists don't really typically get better until they look outside of what they're already doing. And then that that you know informs their drawing, or that it, you know becomes an influence on what they're already working on. And uh, anyway, so I just kind of saw that need, and I just wanted to draw something for me, like for the fun of it. Yeah. Uh, and that and that immediately changed how I started my day. You know, I would I would wake up like excited, so excited to do uh, a Thundercats piece or an X Men drawing or whatever it was. And I was just pumped about it. I'd go to bed being like, oh, I can't wait to get up and draw Lionel tomorrow. You know, just <laughs> yeah. it was just really f- fun, made it so much more fun for me. And so that was kind of the initial reason. Well, the newest one that you got out there, the Snake Eyes and Scarlet, is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like I wouldn't have typically drawn that, you know, just for the fun of it. But again, it was a uh, um, a commission that I got from uh, this girl, Olivia Tian. It was just totally cool. I met her at a convention, and she's this really cute Asian girl who's just way into GI Joe. It's it's pretty awesome. Good for her. Really cool. And um, but so and then the other kind of reason I started it up was was purely just for marketing. Um, with me not on the main Snake Eyes title for a while, I wasn't going to have 
a regular ongoing book to promote, like a project to say, hey, look, this is what I'm working on. And I, you know, I wouldn't be able to show the, the pages of what I am working on right now for quite a while. So I wanted just something to represent me, something to kind of get my name out there and for people to talk about, you know, while I was kind of, you know, off to the side doing other stuff. Yeah, this will do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what's on tap for tomorrow? Um, I will say. Uh, Robert, that's awfully selfish of you to do stuff just to entertain yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then, you know, what, what was really neat is uh, I was not expecting the amount of uh, feedback and, and uh, response I've gotten, which I'm really excited about that, too, just because yeah. it shows you know, people are excited about the getting a chance to see what's coming next. And, um, and it, it, early on, I went and asked – yeah, I put requests out there on all the different boards, and, and Ryan, you certainly know this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to try and get feedback from people to give me character suggestions, because I didn't want it just exactly that. You know, I didn't want to just be in the Robert Act show. Hey, I like this and I like this. I wanted it to, and that you know, it was also going to me expand stuff. It was going to be draw things I wouldn't typically draw, even though I may or may not like really like them. For instance, I love Mask, but I probably wouldn't have just thought to draw Mask if I had anything to draw off the top of my head, you know? Right. Uh, and so it gave me chances to do this kind of stuff. Yeah. The only reason I was asking what's coming up next, because, uh, in your blog here, the Batman week, monster week, Castlevania week. Yeah, right. So what's tomorrow? Uh, tom- well, tomorrow I'm finishing up this commit this week. I want to make sure that I had, I had, like I posted on this recent post, I had three commissions that have been taking me way too long to do. Just, you know, I was rushed with Snake Eyes, then I was rushed with this and this and this, you know, over and over. And this, well, this past year has been the busiest year I've ever had, which is a good problem to have. But yeah, uh, no kidding. for those who are patient enough to be waiting for commissions, they've really been waiting. And um, <laughs> I felt like, especially through X and Month, I was drawing those sketches, quote-unquote sketches, you know, so detailed that it was just as detailed as any commission I'd be doing. And I'm like, I kind of felt guilty by especially by the end of it i'm like i just basically did 30 commissions <laughs> for the heck of it yeah and i've got a list of commissions that need addressed so i'm going to kind of set aside some of my random characters throughout the month of october until i've kind of knocked out my commission list or at least a good section of it um okay so tomorrow i'm gonna or to, what i'm working on tonight for today's sketch because my schedule is very weird so typically i post it at two or three in the morning <laughs> uh, the previous day's sketch because I'm still technically on my work day. But, um, so like tonight I'll be working on inking that, uh, storm or that snake eyes, scarlet piece. And mm-hmm. if I have time, I'll mark it up. So then, uh, the day after that, I'm doing a, uh, Flint and an ACE, uh, commission together. Yeah. The two of them together with like a down sky striker behind them. Oh, cool. That's and, cool. I thought you then, meant like the same kind of embrace Scarlet and uh, Snake Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who ordered that? It's actually your uh, Christmas gift, Chuck. I didn't know if you knew. That. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Always. You're the man. <laughs> um, Here I come. And then, Chuck, Chuck would want Ace uh, shooting Flint, but not in that way. Wow. Oh, oh, dang. <laughs> eight different ways wrong with that. I know, seriously. Let's not dwell on that. <laughs> the, um, and then, let's see, what was the – I'm totally missing one. Um, that really threw me off. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, okay. 
Uh, oh, so, and then guy striker. Oh right, exactly. And then the next one is uh, this is just kind of a personal commission. I actually don't know if I'll post this as my sketch. I have a few other sketches I'm doing at the same time um, that uh, I might post instead. But this guy, uh, his name is Chris. He uh, he's in the military. He's been a big fan of GI Joe and especially Snake Eyes for a long time. So he's getting me to do the Air Chicago group photo. But if the faceless master, instead of it being blurred out, it's going to be a portrait of him. Nice. Like, like in the group. So that was his commission. Oh, nice. That was his commission idea. So I'm going to recreate like that panel, that photograph, and then just do a, you know, like a portrait of him in that spot. So well, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, it's just kind of a neat creative idea for something yeah. new to do. So, yeah, uh, I'll be working on that kind of on the next couple of days, but I've got to, like I said, I'm, that's not necessarily my sketch a day type, um, project so i might do a few other things instead of that but right um yeah i'm excited about you see i have i i've gotten all these character suggestions i mean between five and six hundred of them and i've kind of whittled it down i know and me and ryan the, said a lot to you <laughs> yeah, exactly like half of those are from ryan and they were all star wars characters. <laughs> yeah no well, kidding <laughs> that's your own that's your own fault robert you were like i need more star wars characters and i was like all right you just asked for it buddy I, I need Yoda, I need Boba Fett, I, I need a Jawa, I need an Ewok. Yeah. <laughs> I got like 70 of them or something. So I like, so I knocked it down. I've got 30. So that was the same thing with X-Men. Like when I got finally got down to the 30 that I was going to do, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm leaving out, uh, you know, Kitty Pride, Cannonball, a lot of the New Mutants, a lot of like, – so many people are, right. were asking about these other characters. I'm like, oh, well, I didn't get to them. You know, yeah, I like so many days in a month, yeah. So I didn't want to knock out Emma Frost. I mean, people who are still pretty big yeah. in X-Men, and I just I couldn't get to them all. So same thing happened with Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch that I want to get to. but Well, here's uh, the thing with Star Wars 2, Robert, that might scare you a little bit, was I gave you about 70 or so, and those were just all ones I had off, off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, that is a little scary. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the scary part is, like, uh, over half of them were for the expanded universe. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, I see. I, I mean, I've read a lot of the novels and and the comics, so I, I recognize quite a few of them. But I couldn't have rattled them off like that. That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I don't think it's impressive or just really weird. <laughs> it's it's uh, definitely yeah. pretty geeky, and I I, I like it. <laughs> we the, definitely uh, need an Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru on fire. No. <laughs> have you seen that? Um, I'm sure it's been around a while, but like that custom toy, that action figure yes. of the dust. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> It's just like the bones, the charred bones. Yeah. Yeah. That is hilarious. Chuck, because Chuck and I were talking about what 30 characters, Star Wars characters you should draw and stuff like that at work the one day. Oh, yeah. So we sent a list to each other of our 30 characters because, uh, you know, we don't work. And, uh, this is what we do. and in his list, he had Amperu and Uncle Owen on fire. And I go, really? <laughs> Out of 30 characters, you have 30 yeah. characters to pick and you put that in your top 30, huh? Well, he needs like a, he needs an easy day. You can just draw a couple of limbs hanging out of a fire. <laughs> That's true. See, it is nice to have that easy day, right. kind of like with that yeah. sunspot well, during that, but, Not only that, but I believe somebody would buy it. <laughs> Probably, and well, his name would be Chuck. He, yeah, I told Chuck if you draw it, he has to buy it. So make it one of your make it one of your ninety dollars sketches. Right. <laughs> if they're on fire, I think it'd be like ten bucks. <laughs> Uh, yeah. The other thing that Chuck would have made it really easy for you is he had a lot of uh, X-wing pilots. Um, I did. Like he had. Oh, and right. keeping in mind, he's looking for just thirty people. 
Star Wars characters, and he yeah. must have had four or five of them characters in their X-Wing costumes. I like Biggs and Dak and Luke, yeah. and I'm like... He had Dak. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's my favorite... Uh, let me preface it by saying Luke Skywalker in the X-Wing, you know, flight suit, that's my favorite Luke Skywalker look. Oh, okay. Right. I just like the orange suit. It's awesome. So if I can get a couple of more guys in the orange suit, why not? And the reason I said that would be easy for you is because then you could just superimpose new heads on there. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Each day, everybody's same got pose. the same pose, yeah. Everybody's <laughs> climbing up into their X-Wing just with a different smile. <laughs> Dak doesn't well, look happy. He looks like he's sad. Yeah, he's got something on his mind. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's going to die. Now, you did want some – I understood you wanted some help from us on certain themes that you're doing, though. Um. Yeah, I had uh, – well, I kind of realized with – uh, like uh, you guys heard, I was talking with the DC noise guys. Yeah. Like I had so much fun doing, uh, being so focused on X Men. I have other theme weeks, but they're um, some of them I could take or leave. You know, I've got like Samurai Week or Ninja Week or whatever. Like Ninja Week is definitely staying. Samurai Week would be cool, but not necessary. You know, so I could take. I do have a. Uh, so it covers basically the stuff that you go over. I've got like a Masters of the Universe week, yes. a uh, Turtles week, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. Transformers, a G.I. Joe week specific, and a Cobra week specific. Ooh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, there's so many characters that are so mar- you know, well-known and everything. Um, but then I was, I was wondering, I was like, well, and I've got a list. Let me pull it up just real quick. Of uh, who's who's on what week? Okay, All right. I just wanted Let's to get your guys' either approval or yeah, or if you guys wanted to s- switch out something, okay. I'd give you guys the uh, the power. I gotta go to get do. a pen and paper here. Hang on. <laughs> 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 go ahead. I'm just joking. Okay, uh, for Joe week, I've got uh, Snow Job. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, Lady J, and I actually might switch out Lady J and do her sooner, just on a random day. Okay. Okay. So there's one one opening that we could throw in. Um, and I've got sci-fi, but the same thing because oh, I have those awesome. two in particular because they were commissions for somebody. Oh, so. you got to do sci-fi. You got to do yeah. sci-fi. That's well, awesome. I'll do. I'm going to do him, but I'll probably do it sooner, like okay, in, cool. in the next month, because of again, it's like mission, a sure. yeah. mission. So there's there's two spots, and I've got Wild Bill. Cool. Uh, nice. Gung Ho. Uh, quick awesome. kick and beach yeah. hit. Awesome, awesome. Oh, my okay. Why don't Mike you do the, the do ripcord? <laughs> yeah, uh, I would do okay. ripcord, the white ripcord. White ripcord. Yeah, what? Who's that? <laughs> the one with the red hair. Gotcha. Okay. And then, uh, so we got one more spot. Globulus. What about? What? He's <laughs> just waiting. You're dead to me, sir. Okay, so I've got Cobra Law Week, and then I've <laughs> no, got Cobra no, Dance. no. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Uh, Nemesis right. Enforcer Python. Right. <laughs> no. Hell no. Big Lob. <laughs> no. Oh my God, no. Big Lob. <laughs> no. Yeah, Jack the movie. Uh, no, so um, yeah, I need one more. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of ones you haven't drawn yet. Is there anyone you haven't drawn? I've always, uh, I've always liked Flash. Well, see, and that's what I did too, because it's like somebody that say you might have seen me draw in the uh, in the regular book or in Snake Eyes or something. It's a chance for you to draw somebody I haven't before. What right. about Torpedo? He's done him. No, he did wetsuit. Did you do a Torpedo? He's done a torpedo too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I've done I've done both. Uh, 
on covers anyway. Yeah. Um, what about I the you said under covers? Uh, <laughs> going <laughs> Here, back hey, guys. that whole thing again. <laughs> what about Rakondo? Uh, no, see, I've, but I've drawn Rakondo. And I, I really like the character, but I did. I, I drew him through like issues uh, three I, through five. I wanted, say, I wanted to say Duke, but you always draw him. I know I can't get away from it. What about um have you done have you done the chuckles? You know I haven't. No, I haven't. That'd be a good one. The uh the captain of the the Admiral Flag. Uh Ab- USS Flag. Oh man. Well, that would be cool. I I'd rather just own that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the That's last like- show I went to was 400. Yeah, dang. There was a guy there I saw one on eBay that was like it was it was selling for around two hundred, and the guy lived up in north northern Indiana, and I was like, oh, I'm just going to drive up and get it. But <laughs> I was trying to work it at the same time. I had a convention, and it just didn't work out. Oh man. Um. Yeah. I, what about I would, Outback? I'd pick Chuckles. Okay. Oh, cool. What about Outback. Outback. Yeah, he had survival on his t-shirt. He kind of looks like Snow Job, but. Oh right, right. No, yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Uh, let's see. Well, and then also take it in the context of who else I have in the week. So I think Chuckles is a good, you know, yes. he doesn't look like any of the other characters. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. All right. So then, so that's Joe Week. And then I've got, in December, I've got Masters Universe. Okay. So uh, first up, obviously He-Man, Skeletor, Man-at-Arms. And I was going to throw Orko kind of in the background there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we had to talk about that because... Chuck wanted you to do just Orko by himself, and I was like, you can't do just Orko. No, I'm not going to waste a day on just Orko. You know what you could do? <laughs> but then Chuck said, what about if Orko was in the background for, like, Man-at-Arms? I was like, well, that'd work. That'll work. Yeah. So. Uh, you got to draw Tila or the or the Sorceress, one or the other. That's right. Tila's yeah, next on the list. And I actually would rather – see, this is where I'm like, oh, I wish I had more than a week. Cause so yeah, it's like I've got, got Tila, Stratos <laughs> – Beastman yeah, and Evil. Yeah. What about Trapjaw? So, I know Trapjaw is like my Trap favorite. Jaws. He's my yeah, favorite Trap. bad guy. And then uh, Triclops, I like a lot. Yeah. Uh, and that so that doesn't have the Sorceress on my list, and she'd be and good. Yeah, with with Triclops, you could get a whole Swordsman thing going, like a whole. Uh, and then we mentioned also Hordak. Yeah, or uh, Manny Faces, like Manny like Faces. Yeah. Maybe uh, you gotta do two weeks. <laughs> and then Ram Man, he, I know, I, I might do two weeks just because... Yes, I'm going to be broke. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I've, you know, my, especially in the last year, my kids have just really gotten into He-Man. I got the, uh, yeah. the, the first season DVD set, and they just started watching through that like crazy. Yeah. And then uh, the original series. And then I also got the first, that first set of the 2000X stuff, or 200X stuff. Oh, that's awesome. And, but my, but my kids were like, oh, it's a little too weird. So it was like, what? Like the classic designs like appealed to the younger kids. Yeah. yeah. You know that, I mean? was so my, like, that was my question. Are you going to draw them filmation style or are you going to draw 2000X inspired style? I'll probably, for the most part, I'll stick to the original. And I'm then, um, you know, if, if the costume is a little. Yeah. I mean, with Trapjaw, though, you got to go 2000X. Exactly. Like, some, like if it's a little simple for the old style, I might add some elements of the 200 or 2000X stuff. Yeah. Awesome. So um, I, I don't know. I might have to bump a few other things yeah, and do. I might have to do masters and then the horde or something like that. Or uh, yeah, henchmen. Evil so, yeah, evil warriors. Anyway, so I th- I'm good with that list. Okay. I think if I would switch anybody out, I might switch. Put in uh, 
Yeah, I might put in Sorceress instead of Evil Lynn. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that'd yeah. be good. Okay. Because uh, I like her better, just personally. But All right, Transformers Week. Uh, this was, this, okay. this yeah, is yeah. almost impossible. It is. I mean, how are you just going to do seven? Well, I mean, you're down two days already on Prime, so now you got five. Right. Well, <laughs> well here, okay. Here was our thought with that one. I want Shockwave. Right. What if you did, I don't know if this is too much to do in one day, but what if you did a, to limit All it down them. to one day, you did Prime <laughs> versus Megatron? That's a lot. Oh. Yeah, that's a lot. That's like a yeah, commission. That's a lot of drawing. Yeah, see, that's the yeah. thing, too, is I generally try and keep these to an hour to an right. hour and a half. The X-Men ones were taking me at least two hours a day. Yeah. And I was trying to keep a regular, you know, schedule. Right. Comic schedule on top of that. And I was so, I was so beat by the end of the month. Like, I, everything was rushed. You know, I was, well, and I was here's like, what oh. you, Robert, here's what you do to get rid of that. Um, you put a, a big, giant semi-truck next to a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Who wins? Yeah. There you go. I get drunk and cry. I got another right. solution. You just draw faster. Wow. <laughs> Less sleep. Don't sleep at all. Less sleep, no sleep. You know. Put on a pot of coffee and draw, man. Right. <laughs> no, so, there'll just be more, there'll be more uh, parkas around yeah. people's fingers. So yeah. no, so you have to do Megatron and Prime. On, we both agreed on jazz. Well, okay, I'll tell you what. So I've got uh, a lot of these I got on the list. Now, actually, this is based on people's suggestions. So I actually didn't have Megatron. Oh, wow. Instead, I had Galvatron. Oh, no. That's, nah. what, that's what was suggested. So should there you guys no. suggest I that I should switch that. them out? No. All right. It's got to be Megatron. See, because I can't make these changes on my own. Somebody's got to say. That's fine. You can blame us. I'll, I'll take the heat right. on it. Yeah. Okay. All right, so this is my list. I got Jazz. Uh, Soundwave with Ravage and Laserbeak. Right. Nice. Uh, you know, flying out or already transforming, yeah. that kind of thing. Uh, Shockwave, who is one of my favorite bad guys. Yes, yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Megatron. Okay. Then Grimlock. No. I like RC. No. Yeah, RC and Optimus no. Prime. No RC. <laughs> okay, so give me better suggestions. Well, here, here also to make you feel better about the changing Galvatron to Megatron. Shockwave and Galvatron are a little too similar to each other as far as their gun form and stuff like that. So I would, they're both okay. purple and all that type of stuff. So yeah, give the man your suggestion. Um, we mentioned <laughs> we mentioned Devastator. Yes. Oh, hey, have you, that reminds me. Have you guys seen that? Or you might you might have. It's like a somebody took a photograph. And they probably I mean they might have just done it in a. Um, here, you know, Ryan, I'm just going to email it to you. You might have seen it already. It's like a, if Devastator was in real life. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so it's like all proportional. I mean, you've got the semi, the cement truck, and you've got all the things. Yeah. And it looks like the classic cartoon. I'm yeah. like, how? why wasn't this not done in the movie? Yep, oh. I've seen that. It's awesome looking. It's so cool. Yeah. Okay. All right, Devastator. No, see, now I'm getting bad guy heavy. So, Stars. <laughs> so for good guys, let's see, you said you had Jazz... And Optimus. What about Ironhide? Yeah, Ironhide. Oh, that's a good one. Ironhide. There's yeah, always he's... Bumblebee, Hound. A lot of G1s, oh. though. Yeah, but I'm fine with that. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> okay, so so for good guys, this is what I have. Jazz, Bumblebee, Ironhide, Hyde, uh, Optimus Prime. That's four, okay. And then for bad guys, I've got Megatron, Shockwave, and then Soundwave with Ravage and Laserbeak. Yeah, that's good. See, again, like, how do we fit this in yeah. one week? I'd love to do Starscream, uh... You, you know, gotta cut. You gotta make some cuts, man. 
<sighs> and Robert, I'm, I, I know you might already have someone begging you for it, but I'm, I want to be considered on the list for Soundwave with, <laughs> with his cassettes and all that. All right, just, uh, now I'm just going to make, on my list, I'm just going to say Ryan, right. because you missed out on the Cyclops. Unless unless someone already put in for it, I'm, I can accept that, but... No, I'd say I'd say this is well enough in advance. This is, like, in January. I'm going to put my name in for, like, almost all those Masters ones. <laughs> we'll see which ones I get lucky on. <laughs> all right. Um, what's the next one I've got? A Cobra. Oh, that's right. Okay, Cobra Week. All right. All right, here's... Um, here's um, yeah, you Scrap guys tell me what you what you want me to do, and then I'll tell you what my list is. Scrap iron. No. Yes. <laughs> I like his look, but he's not on the list. <laughs> that is badass. He's got that scar, he's got that visor, and he's got that big giant mortar with a missile. No. I want a battle android trooper. Ooh. That's cool. He's not on the list. Oh, he might be on a um I should have done him on Robot Week. Yeah. What was I thinking? I don't know. Oh, I well, guess I did. He was in the Magnus one. <laughs> although I do love the Magnus punching C-3PO's head off. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, there was a bat on the ground that. there. Let's see. I could have done without that. <laughs> well, uh, I'm sure you... I'm, I'm major blood. Okay, let me see. Destro. Uh, uh, what about Copperhead? Uh, no. So far, cool. Destro's on it. That's all you Major got. blood? No major blood? Oh, he's not on it. Yeah. Storm Shadow, he's probably on there, but you've done him no. like that. No, Storm Shadow's not on there. I think yeah. I have a I have a Ninja Week, and I was gonna do like a okay, okay. there. So. Yeah. How about the Baroness? Yeah, Baroness is on it. Do you have a right. uh, Cobra Commander? Yeah. So yeah. With the hood? No, do armor. Armor? <laughs> I might just have to do that because I've never drawn it before. Uh, Doctor Mindbender. Nope. Serpentor. <laughs> no. Awesome. Dreadnought Zartan. Yes, yeah, Sartan for sure. I love Zartan. He was my favorite as a kid. My favorite yeah. bad guy. I kind of, I, I kind of want to veto Doctor Mindbender because I don't <laughs> really like his costume very much. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck dreams about his costume. <laughs> right. <laughs> Him and, uh, oh, who is it? Shoot, who is the? Um, I guess it's like all of the dreadnoughts. I was like, which, which of the dreadnoughts was it that had that midriff ripoff shirt? But I'm like, oh wait, that's all of them. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, speaking of uh, uh, Chuck and and things like that, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Well, uh, that topic. My uh, my wife had mentioned told me a good Chuck Norris uh, thing that she she's read or saw. Oh yeah, and how the hell does it got to do with anything? I don't know. Your name's uh, Chuck. It, just, it popped in my head, so I thought I'd yeah. mention it because right. because on Robert's podcast they do Chuck Norris stuff, so. Right. And it's that super Superman has Chuck Norris pajamas. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Nice. <laughs> I'll tell Quinn that one. Yeah. I'll probably use it for the next show. Um, okay, so this is what I this is what I have on the on the list. Uh, you've already said Cobra Commander, Baroness, Destro, and Zartan. The other ones I have are Wild Weasel, uh, Firefly, and a Tomac Tomac Zamot. Oh, those are good. That's all acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. See again, there's so many more that I might. Out. I'd love to see Wild Weasel. That'd be cool because you got the yeah. Ace going on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm real excited about that. So, yeah, I, I those and are those I are all Firefly, and I love Tomax and Zaymot. So, no, that's right. I forgot. I have a few of these characters that were spread out into other theme weeks. So this is what I'm thinking: is I might, um, because you know, I was just going off of that initial character suggestion list. Um, mm-hmm. 
So I had like there was enough cyborg type characters like uh, cyborg Superman, um, Bionic Commando, that type of stuff, RoboCop. Mm-hmm. And nice. I was like, oh well, then there's characters I could take that I would typically put in like a Masters Universe week. I'm taking Trapjaw, and he's in Cyborg week. Okay. So there is oh, a little okay. bit of that crossover. So it's kind of like you know me putting in a BAT and Robot week, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm wondering if I should rework that around and. And instead, just do two weeks of Masters Universe, two yeah. weeks of Transformers. Because yeah. then I think the readers get more, or you know, the viewers on my blog and myself, I just get more invested in that property. Yeah. Instead of being so hodgepodge throughout the whole year. Yeah, I would go with that. Yeah. I'm just yeah. going to mail you my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> That's like uh, there's a few other guys um, that have gotten lots of art from me in the in the past, and and. Uh, <laughs> they ended up getting so much stuff that I was like, let's just work out a payment plan. <laughs> and they they were just paying me each month. And I was like, uh, at this point, you're just going to be my indentured servant. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'll take that. You can come and you know work on my land. And <laughs> yeah, can I get that? I'm like cutting Robert's grass for the next three months. <laughs> exactly. Han, <laughs> yeah. I got to leave for a month because I got to repaint Robert's house. And yeah, we have yep. to plug him like three times on every show. I forgot to tell you that. Yeah, I'm your official sponsor, and, and right, and, uh, Robert's gonna be our official. Yeah, he's gonna be our official sponsor. We'll, I'll pay you an art. Right, <laughs> done, done. <laughs> Better than what so we're, I think, uh, what we're getting from DCBS right now. So, <laughs> wow. Hey, I've emailed them three times, and they said, "Oh, we're gonna get back to you." Yeah, I'm still waiting. Don't get bitter. <laughs> I am sorry. That's my job. I didn't mean to. Yeah, don't get bitter. I'm supposed to be the right. positive one. I know. What the hell? All right. So what else you got? Uh, I was just going to do a quick run through and see. And then, you know, for my turtles week, that was a little easier, right? Because right. you got your four turtles, you got Splinter, yeah. Shredder, and then I think I needed one more. Or Casey, Casey Jones. Jones. And that was my seven. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was like, who else do you really need, you know? April. It's like you might do April, but it's yeah. just kind of out April's there. In the shower. For Shredder, you should put... <laughs> Standing at his feet, a Mauser. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, see, it's like there's these little things you can. So you can draw in. the Mausers on all the turtles too. So yeah. Uh, yeah, like them bashing. Michael, that's a good you got to draw some people. Yeah, that'd be a cool one. Yeah. You got to get so, all cartoony on my. I have a few other kind of classic '80s properties that are just like a one and done. You know, just one day. Okay. So I've got like Silverhawks one day. Sure. Cool. Uh, I obviously did my my Thundercats week, and right. I think for some of the other weeks, I'll try and I might do that again where I worked it into a, a larger illustration. Yeah. Um, something like Turtles would work where there's mm-hmm. yep. a limited number of characters that could be you know, coming at you type thing. Yeah, especially if you do what we were just saying with the Mausers where you have each of them fighting, like bashing one or something like that, and then it becomes all part of like they're all coming from uh, a Shredder or something like that. They I don't could know. be surrounded by the Mausers, like uh, yeah. zombies or something. Yeah. yeah, I could do a more of a landscape one where on, uh, you know, where it's got, you've got like Shredder or something and he's kind of like posing, commanding, like, go, go get him or whatever. And then you, right. I could do another one with, uh, um, say, like Baxter Stockman and you in the background, just kind of a smaller kind of in the background with the Mausers. And then yeah. and then just have the, the turtles bashing through Mausers to get to uh, mm-hmm. you know, Shredder, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so for other, I've got Brave Star for a day. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's good stuff. You're um, gonna do the horse standing up holding the gun. Oh yeah, man, they're gonna be like back, Hell back yeah. at each other. <laughs> nice. 
depraved. I never understood that even as a kid. (laughs) In no sense. He's like, here, ride on my back, and then I'll help you fight people. Like, what? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Shouldn't you just both get into a car and drive there? I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I think I'm going to kind of be reworking my list. I I don't know if there's – I'll just do a quick look through – so there's any other you know, classic 80s. One of our listeners asked us if, uh, on the forums, asked us if we remember the show called Black Star. And oh, I don't remember. I that. vaguely remember that one. I remembered it after I looked it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the one there was like, uh, like Robotech I had earlier. Um, oh, nice. Awesome. And you I at just got to do one jet. Well, see, and I did, a, I did it in kind of the half mode. Yeah, the robot right. weekend. Um, the reason That's why. That's one of my favorite modes is when they're in that half mode type thing. Yeah, so. I always thought it was weird, but it was one of the things that made Robotech distinctive because it wasn't right. just a robot and then just a vehicle. Right. And then I was always wondering, I think I said on my blog, I was always wondering, well, what, how does that benefit anything? But the thing is, yeah. they could fly and then shoot in any direction because yep. their arms were free to... Arms were free, yeah. They wouldn't what have about, to be pointed at what they had to shoot at. What about this, Robert? What if with the Transformers, you take one of the guys out and you put in jet fire? Oh, it's almost Jetfire like a is one of my. Oh, see, my brother had Jetfire as a toy. Yeah, and I was so jealous of it. He'd never let me play with it. Uh, <laughs> and then yeah, you might have to rework your list, Robert. I know. Dang it! Dang it! Dang it! Take Bumble, take Bumblebee out and put Jetfire in. I agree with this. Yeah, so I'll be doing that. Okay, Jetfire. Um, I saw I saw a complete in package Jetfire at the last Chicago convention, and it was like two hundred bucks. Uh, I was like, I was say like two to three hundred, yeah. It's like, man, <laughs> I yeah. would take one out of box, you know, if it was at least sure. like that, if it was not broken, that's one I wish they would re-release so bad. Yeah. I know the one guy, uh, Dave Dewanch, uh, from Geek Savants and everything, and he was at Super Show, he has, uh, I believe he has a Jetfire or something like that, uh, original one that oh. was like in, in the box and everything. I was like, oh man. Dang, that's intense. Well, let's see. I think that's probably it as far as kind of major. Okay. Um, yeah, you're going to have to rework that list. Just just let <laughs> us know when they come out, like a private email in advance before they come out. That way we can. Uh... Heck, I check. I, I, I'm still checking it every day, so. Yeah. Oh. But I need some advance notice. That way I can start emailing like that two weeks before. <laughs> so you start building up the PayPal money. Right. Exactly. The, um, uh, well, that's another thing. I, I want to encourage people to check it each day because another thing I do is uh, you know, I post like even just the blog header at the top, unless it's a big, long theme month, which X-Men has right. been. I do like a new blog header each day, and it's, that's yeah. been just a that's kind of – cool, too. Did yeah, you guys see the one for Mask? Scarlet. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was – I took that. It was just a, it was just a regular photo, and I kind of selected around the car and knocked everything else out black and white. And then I took the mask symbol, and right. then just in Photoshop, kind of made it look like it was embossed on the side. And I was yeah. like, "Oh man, I would love that car." <laughs> yeah, it was nice. awesome. They uh, the I have it where uh, this the uh, podcast shows email address Starjo's Podcast at Gmail dot com. Um, I had to plug that in there. Uh, <laughs> wow, <laughs> that it get, it gets updates from your from your blog. So yeah, oh awesome, very cool. So you can you people can have that done too, or it'll email them every every time you update it. So, sweet, yeah, it's usually about two or three in the morning. <laughs> yeah. So. so I think the email comes a little later than that. Okay. Yeah. 
And we we check it a lot later than that. I was I was actually because I I set it up where typically I was going to say if somebody did want to buy this sketch it would be first come first serve, and up until X Men month it was not a big deal. I'd get maybe one possibly two requests for a sketch sometimes on the same day. It wasn't like people are rushing. Right. With the X Men month I would post it and literally two minutes later I'd have somebody saying is this one available. I'm like, yes. what? This is, it's four in the morning. Who's awake now? And <laughs> there was people who had it set up on their phones for them to get push oh, notifications. California oh, wow. people. Uh. Yeah. So they, um, yeah. They either they would still be up late, or I'd have people in, uh, you know, in Europe. It was in the middle of the day for them, so right. yeah, it wasn't a big deal. You know, they so I, they actually got a lot of international people in the last few weeks. But oh wow. So unfortunately, so then I was like, well, maybe this doesn't work if it's a property that people really want. So towards the end of X-Men month, it wasn't just first come, first serve. So I was like, I had to take into account, you know, it's not really fair to people who are sleeping. And then while they're right. asleep, you know, if they really wanted somebody, you know, somebody right. in uh, Australia got the, the drop on them. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was there was quite a few that I was just like, oh, do I go for that? But then I also knew what you had coming up later in the year. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, man, I, you know, I can't go broke buying all these art pieces from Robert. Because <laughs> he's like, he, he came to me and he goes, well, I, I definitely want that Cyclops. And after that, I'm going to wait and see about the Star Wars stuff. And then I told him about, because I listened to DC Noise first, and I told him you were doing a whole week on the Green Lantern. And he goes, oh, my God, my, my plan's shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's yeah, like, so like, we, we, saved you, we saved you from the Cyclops. So, and actually... Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Green Lantern Week, I'll have to work because that's that's that was an idea I had and I hadn't worked it into the schedule yet. So now I've got to yeah. move, move things around. I was like, man, I spent so much time <laughs> making this list initially. And I'm I'm just shooting at all the pieces now. <laughs> yeah, I said to Chuck, I was like, I was like, man, I gotta try for one of the Green Lanterns. I don't know which one I could yeah. possibly get, but I was like, I just. I'm I'm cussing your name under my breath. I know. <laughs> damn it, Robert. Damn it. But it's a testament how good your art oh, is. Oh, no I'm kidding. Serious. I know for for like Batman, uh, if you do the Stephanie Brown, I know Daryl wanted that too. But uh, I might be gunning for that too. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do. Let's see. Batman week is uh, obviously Batman, Batgirl, yeah, and so it's like I'll, so I obviously won't have Batman in the Justice League week. So that's nice that it opens up a spot. Yeah. Kind of one of those key characters. So we got Batman, Batgirl, uh, a Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy together, oh, nice. and then uh, Joker, Catwoman, Robin, and Nightwing. Nice. So for the Nightwing, I'm actually just taking the sketch I'd done earlier in the year, a couple months ago, where it was just a very loose pencil sketch, and so I went ahead and inked that up, added a city background, and then I marker colored it. Nice. So, I've actually already done that, so I'm ready to post yeah. it. Next week, but I just got to get through these commissions first. Yeah, I remember seeing the Nightwing one. Yeah, was, I'm sure on a couple of these, like the the bigger ones where you get a, like a lot of email requests on, they, those might turn into prints or something you could sell at a show later on down the road, right? Yeah, and I had actually talked to Marvel, um, especially during the X Men month, because uh, that was my plan. Is that's why I was spending a little more time on them because they're more full illustrations than just a quick <laughs> sketch of the day time kind of thing. And I wanted them to look nice. I mean, just because, one, I wanted to draw them. I wanted them to be, you know, uh, the best thing I could draw. And then, you know, I, I, you know, I can, especially at conventions, I can take these and make prints or put them in a little sketchbook or an art book. Um, but with Marvel, the only thing I couldn't do is, is sell 
prints directly off of my site where like somebody could just, you know, check out with a credit card, you know, right off my site. Um, okay. the only, they'd only allow people who are Marvel exclusive to do that because all of a sudden then I've got like a worldwide audience to sell these oh, exclusive yeah. prints through and they're not getting anything from it. They don't mind as much if it's just a convention because you have such a localized small scale, uh, potential audience to buy, you know, um, Right. There's only so much money to be made, that kind of a thing. So what I'm doing is I'm basically just saying I'm not going to super announce it on the on the site. Just the idea is that if there if there are characters that you see that you would like a print of, then just email me and I can, you know, I'm, I just cross the board. All the prints will just be ten dollars a piece, and okay. then just like let me know which ones you want. And if you get multiple ones too, I'd cut a break on that. So it's just, you know, it's just a matter of just kind of letting me know which ones you want and just right. emailing it to me. And I figure that's not. If I keep it small scale enough, it's not any different than me being yeah, at a show. The man won't bust you. I got you. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. You're going to fly under the radar a bit. But, um, but yeah, at the conventions, um, I was thinking what I would do with the X-Men is I'm going to print all 30 of them colored that Simon's going through and coloring them. Uh-huh. And I'm going to put that in a uh, like a portfolio print package So and then sell that as like a, a whole group of all 30 prints. Uh-oh. Nice. So I'll be doing that at the shows, and then I'll probably have a smaller sketchbook or something available. Nice, nice. Oh, X Men sketchbook. Yeah. Well, to uh, I don't know how much this will be wrapping it up, but um, to wrap things up, I guess in a way, we do have some questions from some people from the forums. Well, before we do that, are there any yeah. conventions that you're going to be at the remaining of this year that you know you're at? Um, well, I, this year I'm only doing the North Carolina Comic Con. I think it's in Morrisville, North Carolina. It's right outside of Raleigh. Um. Just a two-day show. Really nice guys. They're bringing me out like as a guest. So okay. when uh, is it? It's November fifth and sixth. Okay. So that's out there. And for the rest of the year, I'm not doing anything else. I was going to do New York, and it just didn't work out schedule-wise for me to go. Okay. Um, but then next year, I'll be doing quite a few shows because I'll be promoting the book I'm working on right now um, with Larry Hama. It's just this graphic novel that'll come out at the beginning of the year. So. Yeah, man. It'll be a chance to uh, <laughs> be a chance to promote that and do all those shows. And again, like I'll have a lot of these prints and sketchbooks available then. So I'm doing. I mean, it'll be a, almost a dozen shows next year. So sure. I mean, the details probably to follow on something like that when they get announced right. and what days right. and stuff. Sure. One of one of them I'm really excited about. And I was talking to Ryan just a little bit about this. There's a show in England in uh, near Bris or uh, near Brighton. That's it's just like a two day, you know, Joe and Transformers convention oh, in nice. England. And so they're um, nice. going to Larry Hama and myself and a few of the guys are going to be guests at the show. So I was like, holy heck, yeah, you know, so get a chance to travel over there and and uh, kind of meet a whole new group of fans. I'm going to do a big Action Force print. Nice. And uh, do that for the as an exclusive for the show. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. um yeah, when you were mentioning uh, traveling over over there, uh, Chuck still hasn't heard my big comic book story from my trip to London. Oh, um, yeah. Robert Robert knows it, but uh, but Chuck, you don't. So <laughs> well, that's that's great. I'm that high on your list. Go ahead. Right. <laughs> I wanted your real reaction for the the episode. So okay, all right. Um, so basically, what happened was, uh, well, my wife and I went to London. I didn't make it hugely publicly known that we were going to be out of the country for a while. Right. Um, and uh, so we uh, 
we kind of ran into some problems getting to London, and it turned into a big nightmare getting there. Now, once we were in London, it was fantastic. The people were super nice there. It was absolutely amazing trip uh, of, as far as actually being once we finally got there. Um, and I want to give a shout out to Seb uh, Pinter on the forums. He gave me a lot of tips of places to go and check out. One was this uh, toy store called Hamley's, which is kind of like an FAO Schwartz type store. And this place is awesome. It's like five floors of toys. You take escalators up to all the different floors. There's an elevator also. And the the workers there play with the toys, and they sing while they're playing. I guess they're encouraged to do that. So it's kind of like a fun environment to walk into and everything. That's cool. So that was a lot of fun. So I, I definitely wanted to do a shout-out to Seb for that because he, he tipped me off to that place, uh, as well as a bunch of other places that we checked out. So um, I will never understand modern art ever. Uh, we went to the Tate Modern and, uh, there was literally like some things like there was st- little white stones in a, in a circle, almost like a bullseye type pattern. And the, the piece was actually called white stones in circles. <laughs> cool. And I was like, I call that landscaping. I don't call that. <laughs> That's in my backyard. Like what? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was also this huge pile of dirty clothes, um, like as tall as you or me. And there was a statue, a white stone statue of a naked lady facing the pile of dirty clothes. I'm in. I turned to my wife and I almost couldn't get it out of my mouth because I was laughing so hard. But I said, I know what this piece is called. It's called Our House on a Tuesday. <laughs> so, but this is like, the this is the type of art that I'm seeing there. And I'm like, I don't get it. Like... This is the type of art where I've seen this before where it's like a big and this piece was there a big huge canvas of maybe like five feet tall and four feet wide and it's all painted maroon with a a red stripe going down the middle of it yeah <laughs> and I'm like I could re I can remake that in like five minutes so so I will not understand modern art there were some pieces there that were awesome there's like Monet's piece of water lilies and stuff like that. So it was right. some really cool pieces right. there, too. M- move on to your story, sir. Okay, so. <laughs> You're boring <laughs> me to tears. Chuck's very anxious. Right. So some people are interested in this, Chuck. So, All right. So anyways. Um, <laughs> so anyways, uh, like I said, we had a nightmare trip actually getting there. What happened was, and this is tied into what happened to me, Chuck. So Better so, be. So be patient. <laughs> so, so we land in Montreal. We had to go from Cleveland to Montreal, Montreal to London. We land in Montreal. We find out that our seats were were given away due to overbooking because we didn't check in earlier that day or a couple hours beforehand. So that'll be my first tip to you, Robert, is make sure you give it. If you're doing a connecting flight, give yourself at least two hours between the first flight and the second flight. Because mm. otherwise, if you don't have if you haven't checked in already they're they'll give your seats away. So, um, so we had to, they told us that we had to go get our bags, that they already pulled our bags off the plane. We had to go get our luggage. We had to go through customs first, then go down to baggage claim. So we go down to baggage claim and our bags aren't there. Here we found out later that the luggage was actually sent to London. Okay. Awesome. So, so yeah, great, great. Does me a lot of good. So um, while we're at the baggage claim area, like the lost luggage place, where they're scanning our our pass our like tag markers to find out where our luggage is, 
who should happen to be walking right towards me? And Chuck, I'll let you guess. Larry Hama. No. Damn it. Think Think bigger. Really bigger? Yes. Stan Lee? Yes. Really? Stan Lee is walking right towards me. <laughs> I am totally starstruck. Had I was like almost like to the point where I would I couldn't believe it was actually happening. He wet course, himself a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. Say, did you wet yourself? Yes, I did. Because <laughs> of course the man's recognizable. It's did not you, like did you touch right. him? Yes, I did. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's so, and in fact that's when he wet himself and right. yeah. it was after he touched him. Exactly. Nice. <laughs> Who wouldn't? So, so he's rubbed one out right there. Right. He's <laughs> no one can blame you. I mean, honest to God, if you did it, no one could blame you. Right. <laughs> so he's walking right by me. I'm standing like right there. I'm like a foot away from him. And I just turn to him and I go, Stan? Because <laughs> you're on a first name basis with the guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, well, I'll tell And there's something funny at the end of this, too. So he I'll turns to me. Yeah, I go, Stan? And he turns to me and I go, I put out my hand and he shook my hand and I said, I just want to thank you for everything you've done. And he goes, he goes, Oh, well, thank you. He says, I got to keep going, but thank you. And he, and he kept going. Um, Spider-Man. Yeah. So that was <laughs> awesome. Unfortunately, I did not have a camera available at the time. Son of a bitch. But, uh, here's the funny part about it though. My wife turns to me and she goes, who is that? Someone you work with or <laughs> oh my God. because, because I just said, Stan, so right. what should have happened? You should have left your wife at the counter and ran to the plane with Stan. <laughs> he was actually coming out of out of customs, so he was actually in Montreal. I don't think he was going. I don't to care. You you abandoned the late the wife and you follow Stanley. She was she was crying at the time, so <laughs> for Stanley. So <laughs> she she wasn't crying because of Stanley. She was crying because she thought we were never going to get to London. So <laughs> which I don't blame her with what we went through. So, um, but yeah, so that was my, that was my big comic book story was I got to meet Stan Lee while I was going through all this nightmare travel. Well, then it's all better. It's all for the good. Right. Well, here's the funny thing too. My wife said, cause Chuck, you know this for a fact, I live a charmed life. Right. And, uh, so my wife said that she, and she believes I live a charmed life also. She says that she thinks the whole universe came together with all these problems just so I can meet one of my icons. I would believe that. Yeah, I guess <laughs> if, if none of that had happened. Right. There I would have go. never met him. So, yeah, and so I, would have I never went through your DVD collection and got what I've gotten. So, right, <laughs> you were gone a long time, buddy. I know I was. So, uh, so that was my big comic book related story from my trip. Awesome, that's pretty cool. Did you go to any com- comic shops while you were there, like Forbidden Planet I, or wherever? I did not. We were supposed to go to the British Museum because we missed a whole day in London. Because yeah, ask him if he got his best friend and co-host something uh, really cool from over there too. Like I don't know a Doctor Who figure or something. No, I yeah, didn't no, know you want a Doctor Who figure. I didn't want a Doctor Who fi- figure. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I went to London for, and I got nothing. I looked. You need a T-shirt. No <laughs> crappy T-shirt. I got you some postcards. Woo-hoo. But uh, I did look for stuff for Chuck, but there wasn't really anything that was like London other than a bunch of Doctor Who figures, and I just won't buy them. So, uh, boo! Yeah. <laughs> I've never been into Doctor Who. I'm sorry. All right. Um, but uh, yeah, so we were supposed to go to the British Museum one day, and Seb had told me on the way to the British Museum there is a uh, comic shop there called Gosh. And unfortunately, we had to cancel some of the places we were going to go see because we lost a day. 
Um, so that was one of the things we ruled out was the British Museum. So I unfortunately did not get to go to a comic shop in, in uh, London. Yeah. But there is a, uh, a comic uh, book that they uh, advertised on the tube, which is the subway station there or system there. And it's called something like Grab Your Weapon or something like that. And it's supposed to be a popular that's an adult men's magazine, son. No, no, <laughs> no. It's supposed to be like a pop. I might have the title wrong, but it's supposed to be like uh, the most popular war comic in Britain or something like that. I think. I think. Grab your weapons, like Cherry or Hustler. <laughs> no. no? Oh, Are you sure? No, it's an actual British war comic. What so. am I thinking of? So you might want to. I don't that. want to know what you're thinking. <laughs> of. I want to check that out when you're there, Robert. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, or just bring your own copy of Swank. You'll be fine. <laughs> I, did, I, did see, I did see a couple of guys wearing Thundercats t-shirts. And oh, I that's wish cool. I, yeah, I wish I had my uh, Star Joe's business cards on me at the time. So, But alas, I did not. Mm. So. Oh, we really got to get t-shirts made up. I got to really do some work on that. Yeah, you do. You got to do some work, period. Shut up. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, okay. So let's let's get to some of the questions that we had here. Okay. Um, so we had how uh, how do you feel about convention exclusive toys? Um, well, they're just hard to get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. Especially it's it's I mean, it's a way for them to generate interest in their property, and you can't blame them for that. But it's just yeah. uh, when it when it gets to the point where they're so exclusive. You know that people would just go and buy them for the sole purpose of marking them up and turning them around. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, for two or three times as much. Then, then how does that help? You know, your fan base. Like I just don't. Right. You know, I don't yeah. see that. But uh, yeah. Well, the the person who wrote the question, he goes by Sandman on the forums. I like his idea. That they can put the convention release in a special box or limited number or a sticker on the box that designated you got it at that convention. But right. they can release it elsewhere. Maybe like three months, six months down the road, ah, and just see, sell it retail. Yeah, I'm. I that's exactly what I think would yeah. work great. Because like I would, you, you know, why would they not mass produce, uh, you know, a um, Starscream Sky Striker and have at least yeah. a limited re- release through Toys R Us or somebody? Right. It would sell out. It would obviously sell. Oh out. no, no kidding. Right. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but, I would have bought one. Yeah. So I mean. And I understand it. Like there, you still get the exclusivity, and people who want to pay a little extra or be at the show, then they get it sooner. You know, they get the bragging rights. You know, but beyond that, um, you know, how does it help the industry at all? So I, yeah, yeah I think uh, I like. And that was kind of yeah, that was kind of his point too. Is he says he feels like the company is basically losing potential money that they could be making by not doing that, and really they did. Uh, companies did do that with the special box for the Galactus figure. If you remember that, like if you went to the convention, oh, it was you got, carded. Yeah. You got the carded one, right? But in the store, you just got the boxed one. So, yeah, see things like that. I think work fine. I, yeah. I don't have anything against that. I think that's a good. Idea. Oh, just like uh, Ryan, you bought those um, White Lantern, Flash, and Batman yeah. figures. Yeah, and they were released at yeah. Right. It was should have done it. it they, yeah, they weren't they weren't cheap to get, but they oh yeah, no kidding. But, well, especially with them. those different colored lanterns too. I mean, yeah. from past cons. Yeah, the multicolored Hal Jordans. Yeah. yeah, I ended up getting the with the Orco with the accessory Prince Adam. You know, secret bonus accessory of Prince Adam. And I didn't get the San Diego Con exclusive because that one you can dip in water and he changes. So I 
translucent clear plastic, but I got the regular one. I like that right. too. They give the special con toy a, a special gimmick or something like that that the other one doesn't have. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. I'd be okay with that too. Yeah. Now this uh, the, this next group of questions came from JT three fan on the forums, and he's uh, I think he came to us because of your blog, Robert. So, oh wow! He uses his avatar a lot with different sketches. He's got he's got a lot of cool sketches. Yeah, really cool guy um, to talk to too. I talk to him all the time. Yeah, I think I think he's the one. I know there was someone, and I think it was him that said that he found our podcast because of your blog site because he's a big art fan. So oh cool. Um, so thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. That's uh. <laughs> that's another cool thing about the blog is I've been able to spotlight either smaller, um, you know, books or properties, and then also kind of give a shout out to the various podcasts you know I listen yeah. to. So that's a, that's great. It's good to hear. I didn't know that. Yeah. So uh, he said uh, this is really tough for me, and I don't know how tough it is for you guys, but the question, uh, one of the questions was, what's your favorite single issue comic book story and favorite story arc? Well, my favorite oh, comic book is no, my favorite comic book's easy. It's GI Joe number twenty nine. It's the first comic book I ever had. Well, there you go. Yeah, that was hard for me. Um, I would say the one I've probably read and reread the most is either X Men number one, like the Claremont Jim Lee, um, yeah. or Avengers Forever. Uh, just because I was a huge oh yeah Carlos Pacheco fan back during that time, and that was right when I was really buckling down, focusing on learning how to draw and wanting to draw comics. And he was who kind of, you know, just I was looking at he was able to draw dynamic figures and 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 make them look good. So I was like so that just I think because of where I was at with my art, I focused on that. Um Man. if my I favorite, yeah. favorite story arc is I mean favorite story arc is just a, a real American hero, just a G.I. Joe story arc. Yeah, that's 155 issues though, dude. Right. It's a big arc. Really good. <laughs> <laughs> really, really good. Now, I'm a single issue for me. Uh, I X Men number one would definitely be up there, but I think for me, there's it's a tie between two, which is uh, the Killing Joke, uh, Batman right. Killing Joke, which was amazing, and Ganthet's Tale, which was my first Green Lantern comic book I bought. Ah, okay. So that was done by John Byrne too. So that's pretty cool. Um, now, as far as story arc, that was n- next to near impossible for me. Uh, yeah, that's hot, man. That's really hard. I, you know what? For me, story arc probably, and I know this is fairly recent, but it's just because it's what's on my mind is uh, the new Thor Koipel uh, Straczynski. Oh yeah. When that first came out, issue three where he fights Iron Man for that little bit of a yeah, beat down. Right, like, right. That was so potent at the time because yeah. you've just been waiting for that to happen. When you There's go back and read it now, that, yeah. yeah, when you read it now, it doesn't have as much of the impact because you're not in the middle of all those kind of like, oh, man, what's what's Tony Stark's being a total jerk, you know, and all this stuff. Yeah. Or the after effects of Civil War and everything with him being gone. So that wasn't – so it's not as palpable now. But at the time, I remember I was just like, this is the best comic I've read, you know. Yeah. So – you know, I really in, enjoyed in Civil context. War. Yeah. 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 So well, I would say oh. for me, for me, story arc fairly recently. Yeah. That one's my favorite. I think we could break it down even. What's your favorite uh, single issue arc and then run? And I would say for Chuck, yeah, the Joe series, you know, yeah. is a solid run. of oh, books yeah. Like, so, I mean, so we need to get an arc. Yeah. From Chuck. I, I would probably go with Civil War. Okay. That's what okay. brought me back into comics a lot. Oh, cool. That. Yeah, I would say for Ark, man, again, it's just so tough. Um, Age of Apocalypse was huge for me. 
Ah, yeah. Um, I love that. Um, Batman Hush was also really huge for me. I was going to mention that one, too. That one's right up there. Yeah. But if I had to pick an arc that I can go back to and reread and reread and every time get a little something different out of it, um, and I think people have heard me mention this one before, it's just the original Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. Because the more I've gotten into the DC Universe, I've been able to go back to that story arc and reread it and get something else out of it that I didn't get out of it the first time or the second time that I read it. So, um, as far as series, um, it, again, Lantern. it's a, no, it's <laughs> really a series. It's actually a tie for me between Starman that was done by James Robinson or, um, oh, yeah. Green Lantern. or JSA by, what? by Goyer and Johns. <laughs> I don't even know you. <laughs> you don't. Um, but the uh, the one that was done, the JSA that was done by Goyer and Johns, where they had like the return of Hawkman and all that type of stuff, uh, that was an amazing JSA run. So um, I'd say for me, hard. you know, I'm trying to think of just what I have the the biggest run of because I'm thinking like if I would have committed that much time to one arc, or I mean one uh, series, it, you know, that would that would be a testament to how much I liked it. And I think um, Strasinski's Thor. <laughs> no, I mean that <laughs> was really good. The, the thing is, no, no, it's good. But for me, it's more like that first arc was awesome, and then you know it kind of fell apart not too long after that. Like for me, the either it would be uh, Robert Kirkman's Invincible because I think that it's okay brings in a lot of uh, it creates a whole universe. There's a lot of things I like about it, and it's consistently good. Or I would say the uh, Bendis's run on New Avengers because that's like. 10 or 12 or it's like 12 or 13 solid trades of Avengers. And like that got me back into Avengers. Cause I was, yeah. I was into Avengers kind of in the, you know, like, um, the, the, the UCX run. Yeah. Uh, and then again on Avengers forever. And then I was kind of off for a while. And then when, uh, disassembled happened and then all through new Avengers, I was back into it and that's what got me into it. So I'd say it's maybe that. And that had a, a lot of rotating artists. And for me, whenever typically if the artist changed, I'm out. Yeah. Because that's a big part of why I'm reading it, you know. So, uh, Invincible has had a consistency of art because yeah. of uh, Ryan Otley. and then Avengers, though, just that's one where it's a, again like a, a testament to the writing. It's kept me on board, even, even and yeah. it doesn't hurt that the artists have all been pretty good, a pretty good standard. And that's so. that's kind of what happened with Starman too. Is Starman had that that artist and writer on yeah. it forever. So yeah, it's kind of what it takes. Yeah. Now, if I went by based on what I have the longest run of as far as a series, um, I'd have to go Uncanny X-Men because I have probably, I think it, it may be even earlier than this, but I have at least from issue number 200 up till today. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. All, all the way That's through. That's a big run. <laughs> yeah. So I have all those, all, all those issues. Probably the next thing I have closest to, but there was a lot of relaunches or, or reboots. Uh, was Teen Titans. I have uh, uh, yeah. almost the entire run of Teen Titans from the time that Marv Wolfman started. So, um, so that I mean, those are my longest runs of anything that I have. So, but uh, his other question was, what other podcasts, if any, do you listen to on a regular basis? <laughs> I was do a ton of podcasts because I, it, it's um, I mean, I like to. If I get into a mode of watching too much stuff, then I'm, I'm obviously not as productive working because I'm not looking at the page <laughs> if right. I'm watching something. Uh, but otherwise, I'm just sitting here in my studio. And so 
Uh, for me, I, I like music, but I'm not at all a big music buff. So uh, I'll listen to audiobooks <clears throat> or podcasts. And right. It's just a way for me to um, just kind of be entertained or stay in the loop as far as especially comic book news. Because I uh, – and I actually listen to um, – you know, at different times, I listen to different you know GI Joe podcasts or uh, toy review podcasts, and then um, you know just because I'm interested in all that. But it, it's just a way for me to stay up to date on some things. Where especially with comics, I'm not buying monthly books, and I don't mind getting spoiled. So right. I just listen to what's coming out, and I can feel informed w- about the industry I'm in. <laughs> right. And uh, not have to buy every single book that comes out on the shelf. So. What about you, Chuck? Uh, comic geek speak, definitely. Um, DC noise. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> those two are great. Uh, I also listen to exploring the multiverse. Yeah. Uh, uh, force cast. I listen to that. Um, now force cast is one where I am a year behind on it. Nice. Uh, <laughs> and I need to just start listening to the current stuff. But here's the thing. I still want to listen to the old episodes because I still get a lot of information. And that's what I mostly listen to it for is the information. Yeah. I mean, they're yeah. a little too much kissing George Lucas's rear on that one. But Well, they're um, kind of the official Star Wars yeah, podcast, so they kind of have to. Yeah, So, but they get a lot. Well, they're not official, <laughs> but, yeah, they're. Um, they're the biggest one. Yeah. They're the biggest one. So they get a lot of information. They get all the interviews and all that type of stuff. So right. it's like I listen to them for the information. Right. Um, He-Man.org's Roast Google Dinner, I listen to that. Which I just started listening to that one, and I really like it. Master's Cast, which was the first He-Man and She-Ra podcast. Um, Chris Spence, uh, Masters of the Universe Chronicles, I listen to that. Yeah, I don't listen to the last two he just mentioned. Uh, OCD, obsessive compulsive, obsessive comic disorder. I'm sorry. <laughs> so OCD, um, I, listen, I listen to this. I listen to uh, the um, the quiet panelologist at work. Have you guys heard that one? No, no. That one, that one's actually really good. It's these two English guys, uh, John and Matt, and so they read comics, but it's it's from you know like a UK perspective, and they're it's really really funny, but. Uh, so they, they they did about seventy five episodes and then quit and they just started again. So they nice. they put out three new episodes and I would definitely suggest checking them out. They're they're a lot of fun. Right. I also uh, listen. Um, sorry, I, I listen to us obviously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I go back and I download the old Star Joe stuff. And, I, uh, I listen to us about uh, every episode. I listen to uh, probably about three or four times. Well, you do a lot of editing <laughs> because all I do the editing, episodes. and then I have to listen back to see how it sounds in the car, and I have to see how it yeah. sounds in my iPod and and OpenYourToys.com. Uh, I listen to that. So I, I guess I have different. Uh, and and of course your your podcast Robert Dark and City, uh, but I'm a little behind on that one, so I'm not going. Yeah, he doesn't listen to that one, Robert. Don't no, I, I do. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I subscribe to it, but I'm I'm behind on it. Yeah. Um, what I do is like I have a Star Wars podcast, which is Forcecast. I have my comic book podcast, which is you know Comic Geek Speak and DC Noise and OCD. Uh-huh. I have my He Man podcast. I have my toy podcast. Oh, um, figures. I listen to that one. Um. So the toy pocket. So different things I have different casts for. Right. Yeah. For me, the comics. I listen to Comic Geek Speak, um, and I, and I really kind of dig those guys. And I also listen to iFanboy, um, but I'm kind of on again, off again with iFanboy. It's it's really funny because they just have different sensibilities for what they like in art, and so I typically 
don't agree with the things that they really like when it comes to art wise, you know? So, um, and in fact, I don't think Josh, are you guys familiar with that show? Yeah. Yeah. So Josh, I think he likes my stuff well enough. He, he, he does like a, a weekly sketch up kind of article. And I, I've been, I'd luckily I've kind of felt honored. I, he included me in those a couple of times. I was like, man, that's awesome. But the other guys, I'm pretty sure don't like my stuff. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah. They would be wrong. Yeah, so like Connor uh Kilpatrick, like he's he said on the show that he doesn't like my stuff. And I'm like, okay, oh. well that's his opinion and I can't please everybody, but I'm like, well, I'm not gonna listen to your show. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have to I'm listen off. to this. <laughs> I don't get how I mean again, not to kiss your butt or anything like that, but I just don't understand how someone doesn't like your art. I mean, is is it just that I guess they just don't like the Good stuff. Real, well, realistic style, or I don't know. Well, I mean, I think him in particular, they, he likes the more, um, uh, the, the high contrast, you know, um, like Jocks, Sean Phillips, you know, just that. The artsy stuff. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess. Yeah. So. The highfalutin, uh, well, you don't, you need to look past the art. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do, I mean, I, I do a much, I, I do a real traditional kind of. Yeah. I guess what you call like a classic superhero look where I keep those same proportions and yeah, that's that kind of thing. That's but. what's good about it. <laughs> I think too, it's, yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of times artists will get, uh, especially pencilers will get judged on the end product of the comic that comes out and yeah. we don't have control over that. You know, that we're just part of the process right now. It's like, you know, if you don't, if there's something you didn't like about the storytelling, yeah, you can hang that on, on me for sure. Right. And when it comes down to the final rendering, I'm only one part of that process. Right. You know, and, and you know, a lot of times your, your your inkers and colorists, they don't get a lot of recognition, and that's kind of the downside of the job. At the same side, they don't catch all the flack when right. the book comes out of trust. You know, it's, yep. there's there's a little give and take there, so. Yep. Um, let's see, for, for me, I listen to a lot of the ones Chuck mentioned as far as like, obviously CGS, I listen to just about every episode, plus a lot of their spinoff stuff. Um, and then I listen. Well, I used to do that when they used to have them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of stopped putting those out. Yeah. I like the the toy review. I was, I was excited about that. It never really didn't happen. Uh, I'm still waiting for Peter's, uh, last episode of the tower. Uh, that's probably not going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> you might be waiting on it a long time. I actually had a comment on the forum for the tower uh, the one day, and and uh, Brian said, I was actually wondering about that. Uh, Brian meaning pants. Uh, right. He goes, uh, I was actually wondering about that, so I contacted Peter, and he says he has it, and he'll he'll send it in or something like that. And Oh, okay, wow. It still that's hasn't cool. gone up, though, and that was about a month ago. Right. Um, so... Um, I listen to ETM, listen to DC Noise, love those guys. I listen to Geek Savants, um, and I listen to Tied In With Them, the two-bit podcasters. Geek Savants are definitely very raunchy guys. Um, yeah, I've tried to listen to them a couple times. That's a little too much for yeah, me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too um, sometimes. So. And then, uh, let's see, I listen to uh, Uncanny X-Cast. I love those guys. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. I can't believe I forgot that one. Yeah, yeah, so they're, yeah I'm not into that one. <laughs> you don't have to be into the X-Men to listen to them. Well, like, they're they're fun. I mean, I could understand if you're not in X-Men, like not wanting to get into it. Um and you could you can easily skip ahead when they do review the the books. Yeah. But the just the back and forth is is yeah. a lot of fun. I like I like to think that we're similar to them in the sense that you don't have to like GI Joe and all these 80s properties, but you can still listen to us and laugh at us and all that type of stuff. So. Right. Um nice. 
<laughs> and uh let's see i i like chuck i kind of picked a few like force casts i listened to um i've been listening to roast google dinner which i love uh now that i started listening to it and and i'm not even the biggest he-man fan but again it's one of those podcasts where i like the property and but the guys are just entertaining to listen to i listened to gi joe review now that we're covering the marvel stuff to and, oh yeah and what i do is i'll i'll We'll read the issue that we're going to cover for our retro review, and then I'll make my own notes, and then I go back and I listen to the episode where they cover that issue to see if I missed anything. Yeah, <laughs> um, I've listened to a lot of their stuff before. They're kind of an older podcast, so I've already heard most of their stuff. Yeah. 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 And then uh, there's a Marvel Star Wars one like that also, but he only did up to issue number 21. Um, and it's like a 15 minute podcast each one. So right. some, real quick. yeah. So I kind of do the same thing with that where I make my own notes and I go back and I listen to him and see if there's something I missed. See, there, um, yeah. There's a lot more podcasts I want to get into, but there's only so much time in the yeah. day. And, and right. I can listen while I work also, but it, it's still hard cause I still have to like pause occasionally. Cause if I'm think, trying to concentrate on something, I can't be yeah. listening to, I can't be laughing at some guys making fun right. of other guys. And, right. <laughs> Um, now, now, so Earth, you guys, yeah. you guys both listen to that DC Noise Marathon. You, yeah. Were you guys oh listening God, to that yeah. at work? Yeah, <laughs> yeah did. Over I the course of like two days. Well, I think I, uh, I think I texted you, Robert, that I was actually driving. Oh, that's right. Home the one day, and I had to pull over to the side of the road because I was in <laughs> tears while you guys were telling Daryl he's snoring. Oh, that's hilarious. Say I am not. I know. It's like, saying, hey, Daryl, uh, you agree to that, right? As far as making fun of I, Captain Kirk. Yeah, or what? I think he oh, did okay. that while he was sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, I was losing it. So. Yeah, that was a good show. And then, like you said, you impersonating Keith was just priceless. So. <laughs> so spot on. Which, which, which I think you probably heard him uh, if you if you've heard the episode where we covered GI Joe number one or two or something like that, where Stalker says "dag" for the first time. I think it was number two, and I was like, "That's where Keith gets it." Yeah, exactly. Dag, dag. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so I listen to all those. I listen to Flashback podcast, um, which I don't always agree with their viewpoints on stuff, but it's it's a good Flash podcast. So. Um, Lantern Cast I occasionally listen to, um, but it's it I'm way behind on that one. So a lot of mine I'm just trying to get caught up on. Um, yeah. Dark on City I'm right on top of that one with you guys, and I've gone back and I'm listening to the old episodes, so I'm kind of getting <laughs> caught up on that. Yeah, we we've kind of had a break just because uh, with Troy getting married and everything. Yeah. Like we're not going to just keep recording shows that sit in the can yeah. waiting to get produced. And then they, by the time they come out, we try and keep it a little more contemporary, like with right. news wise yeah, and relevant, yeah. things coming out. Then, you know, if, especially if we're doing a movie review, that's in, in out of theaters by the time it comes out. Like, yeah, it really... I heard your captain America review with Ben on there. Oh, <laughs> that was and, a surprise. Yeah. And I made a comment that I think Troy should do a yield, uh, uh, kick to yield ma- mailbag. Oh about my ben. gosh. Yeah. So did you post that on the forum? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. Good. I think Quinn, Quinn probably it was, saw it there. Quinn said it was a great idea. So yeah, we might do that then. That's be awesome. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much all the ones I, I listen to. I mean, and I'm, and I get woefully behind, especially like just coming back from the trip to London, I'm getting caught up on episodes that, 
have been out there. Oh, yeah, you, you fell a lot behind because of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm almost totally back, caught back up where I can start going back to other past episodes and start listening to some of those and everything. So Yeah. Well, that was the last question, right? Yeah, that's the last question. Because we did have the question about Blackstar, but... All right, I had, a, I had one question. Sure. I was going to say, I had one question. I know Ryan and I are planning on going to Super Show next year. What about you, Robert? Um... Actually, probably not. Uh, it depends on it, it depends on the dates because it's if they do it in a similar time, it's always right around when there's three or four other major shows that mm-hmm. I need to go to. That's why I, I hadn't gone previously. Uh, this last year, um, I kind of lucked out because the year before that, I had C2E2, and then JoeCon was the same weekend as Super Show. Right. Okay. And obviously, I've, I've got to go to JoeCon, you know, just because of right. being a part of the property, and then. And then two weeks after that was, uh, shoot, uh, it was just another show. I forget, but at now, but so last year I didn't. JoeCon was a different weekend, so I was like, great, I can between those three. Now this year I've got the the show in England is like mid March, and then at the end of March is uh, Emerald City Comic Con, which I want to go to in Seattle. Okay. And then two weeks after that is C2E2. Yeah. So it's like bam, bam, bam. I don't, yeah. I don't, and that's typically where they've put the show, so I don't know if I'll be able to make it or not. Well, last year was the end of April, right? Yeah, I think it was. But if I, I think knowing <laughs> knowing my wife, if I'm already doing three yeah. within a within a month, then I think that's my limit. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. I, I I don't know when it's going to be. They haven't really announced dates or anything on it. But it's just such a good time. I, I definitely want to go back to that. I want to try to go to. Yeah. Um, and we're going to try to do a movie commentary at Super Show of uh, G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. Oh, with, man. With fans and everything in the room. So we would all be. Commenting. And it's going to be like a seven man booth. Yeah. Uh, now I wish I could be there for that. <laughs> hey, well, I mean, I, that's one thing. I really enjoyed hanging out and especially meeting everybody like kind of face to face. That was a that was a blast. I wish oh, yeah, I would have taken more time to just hang out because I, yeah. I feel like I missed out on the show. Like I was just I mean, getting the chance to stay up and draw with, you know, was was cool hanging out with you guys. But then, you know, people are going out or meeting for breakfast or doing whatever. Like I was right. never able to do any of that because I was right. trying to keep up with people's commissions. So. Well, what if you went as a fan and not as Robert Smith, the talented artist guy? <laughs> <laughs> well, th- well, I mean, I've got to, for me, it, I guess I have not, ne- I, I don't even know if I've been to a show as a fan in the last 10 years. It's, well, <laughs> I don't even know what that's like. I, see, for me, I'm used to going and the show paying for itself. So I don't know if I can. Sure, yeah. <laughs> like mentally make that adjustment where like what a convention costs money you know I gotta, <laughs> I'm sure you could write it off oh well totally I mean yeah it's like on the back end but right you know. I don't know food for thought maybe I could set up maybe I could take some pre-order commissions not set up at a table yeah and just just do the transaction like like Ryan did with his videos right yeah. well that's <laughs> Mike, well, Mike Gallagher did the same thing. He just kind of, you just approached him and and he had your commission ready for you, and you just had to give him the money. And yeah, yeah, there you so. go. Yeah. Well, and then, but last year I took a bunch of pre-order sketches and I didn't even get to them all, so I don't know if that's a yeah. good idea either. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just have to make sure you got them done. That's so. right. Yeah. I was thinking about going to Baltimore Con this year too. Oh, I've heard I've heard a lot of good things about that show, and that's another one that's I so want fine. to do and haven't yeah. haven't been able to make it. Yeah. Well, Robert, thank you for uh, being on episode 50 with us. And, sure. Uh, it's, uh, it's always a pleasure. It's fun to chat yeah. with you guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, we had an absolute blast. 
Um, next, the next episode, there'll probably be a, a blooper episode that comes out before this because we have to, this would technically be number 50 and there needs to be an episode in between there. <laughs> right. but, um, so, uh, I want to make sure the numbering is right. So, <laughs> so this will probably come out in a couple weeks, but, uh, but then we'll get back to issues, which we are sorely behind on and get caught up on all the issues, the, all the issues, all the goodness that have come out, including your snake eyes, which has been amazing. Yeah. Well, oh, and I then think we I should was probably s- pick it up on Thursday, the box. Yes. I was going to say too, um, I'll have to find the link and I'll, I'll email it to you, but if you could put it up on show notes or something, the link, the first eight pages of the graphic novel I'm doing with Larry Hanna is, oh, is available awesome. to preview. So it's colored, lettered, everything. So it's, oh, it's nice. a good yeah. kind of representative yeah, of the, of the book representation of the book. So, very cool, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Okay. It's two of my favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's really it's made, it's like a it's very much like an action adventure. There's two main lead characters, and it's like a kind of a mix between an Indiana Jones and a GI Joe type book. That's awesome. So, That's yeah. awesome. Um, well, let me give our information out. Uh, you guys can reach find us at uh, StarJoes.com. You can reach us at on the ComicForums.com. We've been getting a lot of people on there uh, commenting, which is just awesome. Oh, and speaking of the kind of the forums, there we've got a little thing running now where the uh, Action Figure Hall of Fame. Yes. Quick little plug for that. What you do is you just nominate uh, your favorite. Act- your favorite what? <laughs> <laughs> I think we lost Chuck. Yeah, I think Scott I'm right here. censored okay. him. <laughs> I, I edited you out again. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. <laughs> no, your favorite action figure from the 80s and 90s, and we'll vote on them. And, mm, and, I'm going to have to get in on that. Yeah, basically you, you nominate, because it sounds like Chuck's cutting out again. Uh, you basically nominate any action figure you want, and uh, we're taking nominations all the way through October. And then in November, all those nominations are going to be up for voting, and the top five votes, those the top five action figures that get the most votes, will then be announced in December uh, as going into our Action Figure Hall of Fame, and we're going to have that on our website with photos and a lot of information about those figures and everything else. Get nominating. Anything that you thought was an awesome action figure while you were growing up is fair game. And then, uh, like you said, in November, we'll start voting and you'll be able to vote either through the forums or through Facebook or uh, through just an email or we might even take some voicemail votes. And then, like I said, in December, whoever has the most votes will uh, get into the Hall of Fame and then we'll do it again next year and we'll just keep adding inductees. So very cool. So I guess I mean, I guess if so, you're just taking nominations in October, right? Yes. Okay, so even if you get like multiple of the same character, yeah, you're you're not voting at that point. You're not you're voting posting. yet, right? No, okay. we'll announce when the vote's going to come. Yeah, so okay. so if you see something that's already got a nomination, you don't need to re-enter it on that fo- on the forum. Okay, uh, we're just taking it's all brand new entries right now, and then once and if you and if all the ones you thought of are already up there, you, then you don't need to worry about it till November when the voting actually starts. But we're trying to limit it to five, right? The final inductees are going to be limited to five, yes. But you can nominate as many figures as you want. So cool. So Jetfire. fire. Yeah, there you go. That one went <laughs> up there. Yeah, that one has not been mentioned yet. So, um, well, yeah, the only Transformers we got were Optimus Prime and Megatron so far. And Soundwave. And Soundwave, yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, he was pretty cool, though. Yeah. So, um, I don't know how I feel about Megatron as a toy. He was a cool character, but... You don't have to vote for him, yeah. Yeah. I don't... <laughs> not um, but, uh... But, uh, yeah, so we have that going on, which is awesome. And uh, let's see, you can also email us at starjoespodcast at gmail.com. The next episode, we will also play voicemails uh, and respond to those. So you can call us at uh, 440-941-JOES and leave us a voicemail and be happy to respond to those. And like I say, you should hear some of those, those of you that have called, you should hear your voicemail in the next episode. Leave us an iTunes review. Please. Please. And remember, if you leave an iTunes review, Chuck has to say something nice about the X-Men. That's always a good incentive right there. <laughs> I can say that Robert Robert draws the X-Men very well. You, you can say that. Uh, um, that's nice. But that won't count now because you've already said it. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. uh, so, so please leave us an iTunes review. We're st- we stole that idea from DC Noise. So. It's a total ripoff. Yeah. Uh, so with that, uh, I think that's about everything. Robert, do you have anything else you wanted to plug or mention? Um, let's see. Yeah. If you go to, uh, just my blog, which is robertekinsart.blogspot.com. Uh, I also do a podcast called the dark on city times and you can check that out also at the comic forum. So while you're there browsing the star Joe's podcast forums, you can scroll up to the D's and check out dark on city times. Uh, and then, if you go to the website called whoisthecollector.com, uh, that is the official site for the property that I'm working on uh, with Larry. And those uh, those pages are up there. And then it was also – the pages were previewed by Ain't It Cool News, I think. So, that's all. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, check that out. And uh, I think that's about it. Cool. Chuck, you got anything else to say? No, thank you very much, Robert, for joining us. I really appreciate oh, no it. I'm sure Ryan does too. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, with that, we'll close by saying the Force will be with you. Because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, guys. Thanks a lot. Dato? Where are you? Dato? Dato? Artu, you're on fire! R2D2, you've found a cigarette! Well, I don't think smoking is grown up at all. Because it's very dangerous. Smoking does dreadful things to your lungs and is very bad for your heart. Well, I know I don't have one, but humans do, and I think we should set a good example. Well done, Artu. Oh, hello. You know smoking is bad for your health, and it isn't grown up at all. So please, don't smoke. R2, do you really think I don't have a heart? <laughs> <laughs>